CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast and stoked to bring you this one today with Aussie privateer, Lord Joel Evans. Uh, If you are a bit of a YouTube connoisseur like myself, you have probably come across Joel's channel in the last 12 months. Uh, He is just doing what most privateers should be doing, essentially. He is building a YouTube channel. Um, He's actually gone way more all in on it than I thought, which is awesome. It's exactly what he should be doing, and I think it's why his content is um, is really starting to get some good views. Um, so yeah, he basically, him and his chick have just quit life uh, outside of filming um, for their YouTube channel. Um, and as we go into the 450 class round one this weekend, um, I'm excited to follow along with the content that Joel has planned. Um, we, uh, yeah, we had an awesome podcast. I've been wanting to uh, meet Joel. We've spoke on Instagram a few times. Um, he's literally driving his van from the podcast studio tonight to Wonthaggy. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to, to connect with Joel on this one and make this episode happen. Super nice dude. Um, not surprising at all why his channel, um, is doing well. So before we get into it, just got to give a word to our sponsors. Um, you'll actually notice a bit of a sponsor plug by old Joel in this one. Um, he has switched over to Boost Mobile as a result of listening to this podcast. So he has done the uh, the three hundred dollar two hundred and forty gigabyte uh, plan. That's what I use. Um, Joel is a legend. He just said that he got it by um, because they support the podcast and Boost has been a massive massive support to this show. Um, they've helped us out for a really long time. So really awesome. Not only to hear um, that Joel started running boost because of the podcast but that he's super pumped on it so boost mobile uh, boost.com.au if you want to find out more about australia's best prepaid um data and and plan uh, packages i guess you can't really say plans because that's kind of what they're not um but yeah boost.com.au we're also brought to you by the guys at mx store you can head to mxstore.com.au if you are running late for Transmoto with some bike prep, I think I'm actually pretty good. Uh, we're doing the Transmoto eight hour this week. Um, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure I'll be going to MX store at, at some point. I would have forgotten something. Um, but if 
you're racing Transmoto eight hour like us this weekend, then you need to get online to mxstore.com.au, get any of the last minute essentials um, that you need to go racing in Coffs Harbour. If you're not, if you're doing some bike work in the shed, if you've got a motocross race come up, maybe you're going to one thaggy like Joel. Um, then mxstore.com.au has everything that you need. If you get it before 2 p.m. on weekdays, goes out the door that very same day. Also brought to you by the guys at rivalinkdesignco.com. I will be going there this week. I've got jersey prints that uh, need to get done. I just think jersey prints are the coolest thing. I haven't been running it lately with some of the new gear that I got. I feel naked, to be honest. I feel like look good, feel good, look good, ride good. And you just look a lot better with jersey prints, in my opinion. Um... If you are good on that front, then you maybe you need some new graphics. The guys there are 100%, hands down, the best in the game. You can use the code GYPSYGANG to get 15% off your entire order. Uh, and while you're there, check out their merch store as well. They're still doing the 100K giveaway. Um, they're way up there now. They're really getting up close to the 100K followers. So... Make sure you jump on rivalinkdesignco.com. Have a bit of a squiz around. There's a there's a bit going on. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Fist Handwear. Fist Chapter 15 has just dropped. Congratulations to Sammy and the crew. Um, man, every single collection just bigger and better, bigger and better. Um, also, had some feedback from people that have got breezes and they're on board. So, I told you they were good. Uh, Fist Handwear. Dot com use code gypsy gang is going to get you 15% off that code is also going to work at dixon quality you can head to dixonquality.com.au dude flannel season it's back i'm the most cliche dude ever when it comes to flannels i actually never really wore that much flannel until dixon and then obviously we just started getting them um because it's what sammy does and god they're just so good they're honestly so good um, maybe one day there'll be a Gypsy Tales collab. But until then, you're just going to have to go and shop online uh, at dixonquality.com.au for the host of epic flannos um, that the boys uh, have got. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed. Road trip season is upon us. I've got two trips. I'm going away. I'm breaking the Groundhog Day of being in the studio. Uh, first event, Transmoto, 8-hour, Coffs Harbour, there and back again, bang, in and out, going to smoke Sammy, um, and then straight back for Supercross Companion Atlanta. Uh, and then I am going to Narrabeen to hang with Jack Freestone. I'm going to watch him surf. Going to be his plus one, um, since his baby mama can't come. Um, so yeah, both of those will be done driving the Triton. Uh, we'll probably do a bit of a Crick's takeover. Um, but if you are in the market for a new or used vehicle, you can head to crickstweed.com.au. You're going to go on the website. You're going to get the number. You're going to call. You're going to say, oi, can I, can I speak to Kyle? And then they're going to go, yeah, sure. And then Kyle's going to answer the phone and he's going to hook you up because he's a mad dog. Um, so yeah, crickstweet.com.au. I love my Triton, um, but if you don't need a ute, maybe you need a car for the missus. Maybe you've got a 16-year-old daughter. She needs a car to um, run into shit at the shopping center, um, so you could get her a car for that. Um, but yeah, crickstweet.com.au. Great people, great supporters of the show. Can't wait to drive to Coffs uh, in the Triton. I'm probably going to take my bike down to Narrabeen. Need to do some scouting at the island. 
for uh, a certain mid 2k race um but yeah that's it that's it for the ads thank you so much for listening thanks so much to joel he's a really good dude um and he's doing awesome shit with his youtube channel and i really think that by the end of this season he is going to be doing pretty damn well out of it and good on him um so yeah thanks so much for listening we got a lot of content coming this week so maybe too much but there's just a lot of people doing stuff this weekend that want to come on the podcast so we're going to be pretty busy in here um thanks so much for everybody that always listens we got merch at the merch store gypsytales.com dm me on instagram at gypsytalespodcast or at jace mcalpine um try and get back to you on there and subscribe to our youtube channels if possible um and yeah appreciate y'all love y'all we just did hit 14 million downloads total across youtube and itunes jesus so yeah thank you all that's you guys not me i haven't listened to that that many times peace we good all right we got the okay. all clear mate Lift Sweet, off. let's go welcome to the uh welcome to the podcast mate i'm stoked to have you yeah cheers mate i've been watching for a while so i'm, I'm pretty pumped to be on here to be honest yeah yeah so uh for people that that don't know uh joel is a privateer in the australian motocross series and he has taken up the challenge to be australia's first legit moto youtuber and i'm a huge fan <laughs> yeah appreciate it mate it is definitely a challenge for sure it uh, surprised me a little bit but i've loved sort of the whole thing learning it's um big learning experience as obviously you guys would know so much there's so much work that goes into it that i had no idea about yeah, yeah. so so what was your uh, so you're a privateer in the 450 class you've been around for ages you're yeah. from warwick right or kingaroy kingaroy yeah um so you've been obviously like a queensland you know moto kid local scene and doing the nationals and stuff um yeah. so i guess what's like your background before you started the youtube thing and then what inspired you to start the youtube thing all right so go all the way back um just started like everyone else sort of on a peewee um got into racing a little bit the old man always wanted to race but was never allowed bike sort of deal so yeah um yeah he hooked us up for peewee 50 and then just slowly got into it and then we met the wilsons pretty early like j and d yeah, wilson yeah um we were pretty well best mates the whole way through growing up and just followed those guys around to all the racing and um yeah and then as you get older obviously it just gets harder and harder sort of thing to keep going but i was one of the guys that like i'm 26 now but i didn't want to stop so yeah. it's sort of the whole reason the youtube and stuff it was just like i want to keep going but it sort of started getting to a point where it's like obviously i'm spending so much money um i'm not winning races so i'm not on a team or anything to make it a little bit more worthwhile i was trying to find other avenues to yeah get sponsors even just to help out not so much make money but i wanted to go race and, and it not be completely stupid you, yeah. in a way yeah. yeah 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 and so um what was your i guess previous re like results and stuff like that like were you sort of close to getting on a team at, at one point or yeah so growing up it was always sort of like jay wilson and myself um pretty close to the top jay was always a little bit better than me um i was always chasing his tail as a junior and then we turned senior he got on a team and i didn't and I sort of just kept trying, trying. In 2015, I think it was probably my closest. We First round of the Queensland titles, it was myself, Wade Hunter, and Nathan Crawford. Yeah. And I actually won that round. 
and I was feeling pretty good. Um, and then the next weekend, I had a big crash and broke my neck sort of thing and then wiped me out for a long time. But um, that was probably the closest I've been. Like I'd always felt like I'm right below mm. those guys sort of thing. It's like the top guys and then I feel like I was always just on that bottom half of it. And what, what was the difference you reckon between... Like is there a talent gap do you think? I think so. Um, I think that's a little bit of it. Like I've always... Because like for Wade, right? So I grew up with Wade. Like oh, okay. yeah, from, yeah. from Cairns so yep. Wade was just I've literally known him his whole life yeah and yep. like that motherfucker is just so talented dude yeah. like insanely talented same yeah. with Jats like yeah. they are just oh, I think Wade's one of the most talented people in Australia to ride a bike in terms of he can do like fakies and you know what I mean like he's just one of those dudes and he's always been able to do that shit but yeah it's interesting because you're right there is a bunch of guys that are kind of like you that are just sort of always just the tiniest bit off those guys yeah, and you see, like, I agree 100% with Wade. I've watched him ride, obviously, the whole time. Grew up with him. Eh? You just see the whips and the scrubs and stuff. Like, I saw on Instagram he was giving um giving Todd a bunch of shit not long ago, like, because he's like doing way bigger whips and stuff. And it's he's always had that talent for sure. Yeah. Even Supercross, I remember, I can't remember which year he was on the Yamaha. And sh- man, he was good. It would have been like it was 15, 16. What? when jay uh sorry when jats was on they were teammates i'm pretty sure yeah i think it, it was might like have been, yeah. it was like jats wade and uh mitch uh, uh mitch nah wilson. wilson all three cans boys were on circo that year but yeah, yeah like just insane talent eh? yeah definitely i feel like that's something i've always lacked a little bit like if you i know you're always usually a little bit overcritical of yourself but you just see photos and it's like you see jay and wade and those sort of boys they just look good on a dirt bike yeah. like it's just like they're built to ride a dirt bike sort of thing yeah as i always felt like i always looked awkward on it yeah <laughs> and it's like i could run similar times but i just didn't look as good and i think that's a bit of a talent thing yeah but i'd agree with that completely yeah. like that's the same with me and my brother yeah you know we've been riding this we grew up riding the same bikes the same shit he just looks way better yeah yeah all right jay gave me shit one time because there was like conondale you know the drunks hill conondale yeah, yeah we both went there the same day and we'll like just throwing whips like because it's just a fun jump to whip and i had like this full like bar turn style yeah and he's just like dude you still whip like that it's like come on man <laughs> he's like getting the turn down thing going on and yeah just just that natural just ability to ride a bike it's pretty cool what those guys do but i'm not much for an excuse to guys so i think like i can get there or yeah. just do it a different way like you've seen plenty yeah. of dudes do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, like, it, it's cool that you can embrace the position that, that you're in a little bit and you can kind of, like, own it um, and then choose your own lane because, man, I looked at um, I looked at some of your recent content um, the other day, last night, that's when I was just like, wow, we've got to get you on before the Nationals because you're doing really, really, really well. Like, the last... I subscribed to your channel a while ago... Um, and the consistency is there the style that you're doing is there like i've enjoyed your race vlogs from the sunnies and i think that it's definitely you're gonna start to see it picking up and especially i think with the the nationals um you know with the racing and people are gonna are gonna want to follow on um but yeah i mean like sometimes if you're the super talented fucking on a team your hands get tied it's not like you can take your own filmer you know what i mean yeah like it's just a different you're not you're probably not going to grind the way that you're going to grind in the video thing so it's sort of like i don't know man you might you might lack in that area but in this area you're 
probably really going to excel and it's going to change your career and you could probably get more out of this than you ever could have got out of racing you know yeah and i think uh, it's pretty cool honestly um like watching your sort of stuff sort of shows that there's different avenues for stuff yeah um i actually listened to a podcast with um adam bailey yeah and he was sort of showing like you got to just go out and there's ways to make this stuff work and that was the thing i was like yeah on the teams those guys are pretty restricted with different stuff and i sort of saw that opportunity like i can say what i want i can do what i want almost um i can create pretty cool content because i'm not biased and uh it's just seemed to work out really good in that way like i can do like i did a maxis dunlop yeah like comparison and yeah. i didn't have any ties to either of them like i could say whatever i wanted and people love that sort of stuff so um that youtube side of things is super cool um being able to show whole different side of stuff but like my goal is still to be a racer and i think it's just cool to use this to get there yeah yeah and i can show like that whole different side of stuff yeah 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 there, there's a couple videos um one of the i think it was one of the sunnies where todd cleaned you out in the parade lap and you were like blowing up about it yeah it's like fuck yeah leave that shit in like that that should stay in there there's no reason for you to take that out yeah you know like i know that you you and todd would be cool you know down the road like once you got that shit out of your system it's not like you're over the dude but i fucking like that it was cool to to see that and see that you weren't just trying to be like super politically correct and you know work within like the the little box that motocross riders normally have to work inside and the the testing videos that you've done have been really cool like the suspension one that you did as well um i think too it's awesome that you've partnered with raceline yeah yeah because yeah like we've been doing a bit of stuff with those guys as well um sean's a dope mechanic for one um and then i just think that whole kind of their thinking around uh the way that they want to go forward like not necessarily just pouring a bunch of money into a a race team or whatever um and working on some content and and with different people i think it's it's actually like it's a really good time to align with them as well and i think that that's going to let you do some cool shit as well yeah those guys have like sean's actually been pretty cool each time i go in there and we're working on bike stuff we get talking about the youtube and yeah he's given me different ideas of stuff i can do to maybe like add a bit more money into it or like business ideas for the future and different stuff like that so they've definitely got a different way of thinking it's not just like come in get your bike service see you later like they they're pretty cool to they're just like you said thinking outside the box they're even um like last year they were offering full-blown race bike like you just lease the bike so you don't have to go and spend 20 grand yeah you could go in there and lease a race bike for the year yeah and then you give it back sort of stuff and it's like that's what i was planning to do before the whole covid thing hit yeah but they're definitely thinking outside the box coming up with heaps of cool little ideas because someone like me it's like i've always wanted a factory bike but i couldn't get it mm. and it's like basically they're like this is what dean ferris has got you can ride it yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like the exact same thing so that's pretty sick who were so who are your influences um of this youtube channel like who were you kind of looking at um or and who do you look look to for inspiration honestly i i didn't have anyone it was it was sort of something i wanted to do for ages which is pretty funny that it sort of worked out this way we my girlfriend and i it just popped up on a memory on her phone um we were vlogging on uh on just her phone like three years ago just um just to try to do it but i was always too scared to put anything out yeah so we're like oh we'll just give it a go and it would have been so cool because it was actually traveling down to round one 2018 yeah 
and that trip just as a privateer just went to crap like, really i had the old high ace van like the original og one like the little van yeah yeah two bikes in there all our stuff we were both sleeping in there at the same time um and we broke down three times and then um the tyler darby and his old man from new south wales they picked us up yeah and brand new iveco van it broke down reese bud come they come and they grabbed us took us down and then we're like waiting for our bikes tow truck hit a deer and crashed what on the way to the track so didn't have bikes and it was like it would have been so epic for a vlog just to like show you that whole thing because it almost sounds fake like yeah. how much went wrong yeah but um yeah it's just like i was always too scared to put it out and then i sort of um dean like dean ferris is actually my brother-in-law yeah yeah so um he was pretty good because he's a bit of a just go for whatever you want to do sort of guy yeah. and my sister as well so um when they were planning to do a whole bunch of different stuff and go travel and coaching and stuff they basically said if you got that idea just do it um and then my girlfriend quit her job like the next day and we're like yep yeah, let's, really? let, let's do it yeah travel around because it was going to be too hard as just like a privateer guy trying to work and then do the vlog and then get to the races and everything it was just never going to work so yeah we actually bought an old van that was rusted and like had grass growing over it um we built it up got it running and then we're like we're going to live in this thing we'll do the back half of it as bikes front half living um and we'll travel around vlog and coach and then i can just go race full time and we'll, we'll give that a go and so what is that the setup basically now what you guys are doing yeah yeah so me and my girlfriend both live in a vw crafter like half of it not even half of it um and the back half is dirt bikes and uh we yeah we're just like parked up outside here and last night we parked outside the bike shop to get suspension serviced and it's like man it's just that's that's how we're doing it to make it work and it's it's honestly it's just like i said it's finding a different way to do it i don't have the team and that sort of thing but um i'm racing full-time now basically so it's pretty awesome dude that's so rad (laughs) yeah it's a different way but i it honestly just to me it's just feels like that's how they do it you know i go to the track on a tuesday and it's i'm just like there with the other guys it's pretty cool man that's awesome good job eh? like (laughs) it's it is it's ballsy for one and for your missus to quit work and stuff like that that's one of the cool things i think about your vlog is that you've actually got a lot of really good third person riding footage yeah um and i think that that's just only going to get better um over time as well so i think that that's like a pretty big asset to to your your whole vlogs and it makes them kind of interesting to watch as well um but yeah man what a commit like a commitment for your girlfriend to to quit work and you guys to go racing like you you, i think regardless you're just gonna have a great year yeah yeah i think just gonna be a great time no matter what we do sort of thing um yeah she was a exercise physiologist like she had a pretty good job in a cool studio and everything like that so it was a big deal and she loved her boss and stuff to quit that but uh, yeah she does support me and the whole thing fully and obviously she saw the benefit too it's like cool lifestyle like who doesn't yeah. want to go travel around a van and yeah um obviously we've got a heap of extra work behind the scenes but it's still pretty cool yeah um and then yeah her behind the camera like the third person stuff is such an asset for sure yeah. like the todd stuff you spoke about before i wouldn't have got that unless she was there she run over with the camera and obviously it's pretty heated and whatever and it's just like we get sort of everything um as it happens sort of deal yeah yeah no it's awesome man so what how are you guys funding that 
like are you is it something that you've had to like save for and, and with sponsors or um is it's the youtube like have you got monetization on youtube yet just set it up like Sick. a few weeks ago cool um so we reached the our goal was new year's yeah um we wanted to reach a thousand subscribers because then like that's i think the amount thousand subscribers and yeah, four thousand watch hours, hours or something yeah. yeah um and we had the watch hours already but we're like we just need to hit that thousand mm. and we hit it like a couple hours before new year's it was pretty cool and then well, yeah. since then it's like doubled and then a bit so like it's starting to pick up some momentum but um the funding sort of thing we did save a bit yeah. i had a fair bit saved um and then went into it, it was, the whole plan was last year we we're meant to do all this so yeah. i quit my job um and then she was still working at the time um and then it sort of all went to crap a little bit and now how we're funding it is i do a little bit of coaching here and there yeah um, to try to do as much as i can and then hopefully the youtube one day will pay off but right now we're not making really any money it just numbers aren't quite big enough yet yeah but um i do see the money there ticking over so i don't exactly know i think you get paid once a month yeah um on like the 21st or 26th or something from yeah. what i read yeah um yeah we get ours on the 22nd yeah so it'll be in that stage this month like april so um we'll we'll see how much money we get then but yeah. it's more so the coaching that does it all yeah. but um honestly we we do it on a big budget there's um we don't have a whole lot of money and we've dumped we found it's more and like we just keep investing into the program sort of deal more so than saving any money so yeah we're we living paycheck to paycheck in a way yeah even though it's not your typical paycheck like if i go coaching it's like we put that all straight back in yeah run out of money shit we better go do some coaching again sort of deal yeah 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 that's awesome man like it's a it's a it's just fucking what you got to do like a yeah. lot of people a lot of people want to do both you know like they want to have the the steady income and they want to have the money saved so that it's comfortable and then then they'll do it or oh, i just don't want to quit my job like you just to pull something like this off man like you just kind of got to go all in and yeah. and make it happen and if you really commit to it um yeah there can be some like crazy life life-changing benefits that come out of it yeah and it's cool stories like again like I, I am a gypsy tales fan so i watch a bunch of your stuff and there's different people that have been on this podcast or yourself and you see um who's the mountain bike guy you had and he's sort of the same deal he's like living out of his van and he didn't oh, have dean much Lucas? money yeah i'm not uh Is it dean i think he might have been yeah. yeah yeah he was um and then like he's killing it now or whatever but yeah. the same deal it's like he was oh, just having a no jack moyer when they went was it jack when he went over to europe and they're all living in that fucking shitty ass van yeah 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 I think yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 and it's just um cool to hear those stories and it's like the same sort of deal it's like i want to ride a dirt bike like i'm not on here crying poor like saying oh it's so hard for me yeah yeah it's like this is awesome what i'm doing so like, i don't have any money yeah. but we're having a ball <laughs> like it's um it's always been my dream to be on a factory team and be a full-time racer yeah this like, is probably more like if you get it to the point where your youtube channel is paying you like every month and like you'll have more fun than if you're on a factory team right yeah and that's the thing it's like if i really i think the goal more so in the factory team it was just that comes with getting to ride full-time yeah so if i can get to do that just a different way like man that's pretty awesome yeah. and i probably like you said i don't have the pressures of whoever it is yelling at me and like making sure like you gotta do this you gotta do that you can't say this so yeah i think it'll be super cool it's just um it's definitely a bit of a grind right now but yeah. um at the same time oh it's i'm enjoying be, it yeah there's, there's just no 
especially in the content game, dude, like, there's just no way around the grind. Yeah. Like, it's just a fucking slot machine. Like, you just got to keep just putting in cash <laughs> and then hopefully fucking one of the videos hits for you, you know? Yeah. And that cash is just, you need literally cash and time. You know, you just got to put in time and money and then hope that, you know, you put in a good video you get a great thumbnail a great title it pops off and you get some cash like yeah it's just a yeah. fucking grind you know but i think the, the cool thing too that you'll find and it's something that um i kind of do with this is like i'll get i'll get more money but then i'll go do like buy the fucking mid 2k bike yeah and then you just start yeah, pumping yeah. cash into that or like buy the 350 and then it's like i'll do a bike build because people want to see cool content so like you end up just like funding this really fun lifestyle yeah you know this yeah. weekend we're gonna go race transmoto and that'll be more content we'll come up with more stories so yeah. it's just like i think that you know one of the things to that i always try and think about is that people buy into or like people kind of just are spending time watching like your lifestyle and your life and then they're taking inspiration from the things that you do when they're pulling information out of things, you know, kind of aids in the shit that they're into. Yeah. So it's like, if you think about it, just like, how do we just live like the coolest life we possibly can and then document that cool life. And then when you, that does well and you get more money, then just like put more money into like doing cooler shit and cooler shit and cooler yeah. shit. And, you know, I think that's when it becomes like, just like fun. It becomes yeah. really fun to be, because essentially it's like you're a creator now you know like you're a content creator you've got your own channel you can do these you know i guess express like the ideas that are that are in your head um and yeah you're gonna you're gonna end up with like a lot of a lot of freedom to just do some cool shit you know yeah and that's honestly it's something um that we've looked into a little bit and my girlfriend she really wants to travel yeah and the whole just normal privateer dirt bike rider grind is typically you sit in the van for 20 hours chasing white lines get to the track saturday night race sunday then you drive back 20 hours sort of thing yeah. so we go all around the country you tell people oh, i was in melbourne on the weekend oh what'd you go see like, oh, we, we saw dirt yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dirt at a dirt bike track um and then that's what, like we go past so many cool places like australia is such a sick place yeah and i've never seen any of it so now we can go and do almost like travel style vlogs as well like yeah. she's keen for something like that yeah. and obviously you see a lot of those guys and they do pretty well um, and she's keen on that side of things. So I was like, well, let's do both. Yeah. It'll be extra work, obviously, but we can sort of mix them in together. And that's a pretty cool little extra avenue that we can go down. And that's a lifestyle thing too. Like I like hiking and stuff like that. So yeah, um, there's heaps of cool places, obviously, around Victoria and stuff. There's like the Grampian Mountains and stuff. So yeah. we're going to go check all that out and well, like just Great do Ocean cool Road stuff. And stuff as yeah. well. It's like super cool, like Lawn and, um, and Torquay and all those places are insane too. Yeah. So people would be keen just to see that. Yeah. See us cruise around and check those places out. And uh, we'll just, yeah, like I said, just create so many more opportunities. Yeah. It's almost like you're so stuck like when I was just working the normal job and you just sort of see that's like, oh, I gotta make all this money to go racing. Yeah. And then you start doing, it's like I'm making no money now. Yeah. But you start seeing all these different ways that you could make money or could do different opportunities more so than money even. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so cool. It's like my eyes just like went boom, just yeah. like opened up sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and the, the thing is that's cool, right? So like, let's say Nathan Crawford this weekend at One Thaggy. Like if he doesn't win those two races then he kind of sucks yeah. in the eyes of him 
the industry you know what i mean like and, and that's being overly dramatic but like really that's all he's there for that's yeah. it there's no other reason for nathan crawford to go to the race than to win but with you you've just got to make cool content yeah so like that's your mission and that can happen in a bunch of different ways like you can go dnf dnf and it still makes for good content because there'd be a reason why there'd be some storyline some shit yeah. would have gone down for that to take place and that so it's not like your racing efforts aren't just tied to the result and that's the problem that a lot of people have with races is the fact that only one dude wins every weekend you yeah. know there's six spots on the podium i actually had a dude comment the other day about um on the uh on the youtube channel saying that they should do uh one two and three for the podium like normal yeah but then they should do top privateer and then top manufacturer yeah. as well yeah. so yeah. there's like more spots on the on the podium which yeah. would, which would be pretty sick but anyway side point but um but yeah it's like you're not just tied to the result like you can there's so many ways for you to have a great productive weekend that aren't tied to a race result yeah yeah exactly it's um it's super cool in that way and like you like you said if nato goes out and doesn't do that well it's wrecked but i've already seen it like i've done a weekend i felt like i did pretty crappy and people on my youtube would jump on and be like oh that was i was awesome keep your head up this looked good that looked good mm. um and they're pumped just to see it or like obviously that qualifying where me and todd come together it's like i was angry but those guys love that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that was a sweet thing for them they're glad he took me out <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah i looked yeah. at it and i was like fuck this is sick <laughs> yeah so it's um super cool in that way and uh, it's already like you can see how those guys like oh, it's just like fans of it like they get i had um a guy actually a council worker come to my old man's house yeah um and he saw the bikes like over in the shed and he's like just looking and saw the 81 and stuff and he's like oh i watch your son's youtube and then he's like oh do you reckon i could meet him That's come sick. Up, come over and see me met me and he hadn't ridden a dirt bike for i think 10 years wow he went and bought one bought one for his missus and the two kids that's so like, sick had not ridden dirt bike 10 years he's like oh i watched yeah. your stuff and it got me inspired it's like i hurt myself on a horse like 10 years ago or something but um yeah you got me inspired to get a dirt bike again and i was like that stuff's cool yeah and then that's the stuff that like they're not so much interested in the racing mm. but they like seeing me there yeah and like see what i'm doing so like you said it's like not all about the result even if that is personally my thing like i do struggle a little bit in the way of looking that way of like oh it doesn't matter really what happens because that's my personal goals yeah no one else probably cares about that but i want to do well yeah um so i, I don't want to almost use it as like a doesn't matter i've got the youtube sort of deal yeah um but i guess i can do both it doesn't matter what other people are looking at it sort of thing i can still have my own personal goal within it yeah yeah well the, and the thing is that um, and I think you're doing this well like you've got to just be a professional like be a professional YouTuber even though you're not getting paid in that sense like you need yeah. to treat it like a job so it's like yeah you'll have your personal goals outside of that but at the end of the day you know like you still make the videos regardless of the result yeah yeah it's like like you said I'm a YouTuber so it's like almost like that's my 9 to 5 I guess yeah um, is how I'm going to try to treat it but I it's hard to even say that because I do enjoy doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. And I, I listened to the AJ Catanzaro yeah. one and that's where it was like his thing was mainly focused to that. And he's like, oh, if the racing suffers, it suffers, which is 
that's something I've struggled with just lately is I've had so much to do between yeah. the content stuff and then trying to make some money through coaching and then training. It's almost like I had three full-time jobs trying to figure out how to do it all. And I went to Harvey Bay and I was not fit. Yeah. I, I thought I was fit because I've been riding smooth tracks. And then it's like to run that pace that like Toddy and those boys run, I can do it, but I can do it for a lap. Yeah. You know, I can do 25 minutes at two, three seconds a lap slower than that. Yeah but not at that pace like to go that much faster it's crazy i i can i legit i think it was second lap i was like i'm i'm gone that's insane eh? <laughs> yeah just because the amount of pressure you have to push into the bike to get it to drive on the ground and so many different things like technique wise it's just to go that extra speed yeah. you also need to have that extra fitness level it's like yeah. constant steps it's like you need to get faster then you need to get fitter to match that then yeah. faster and fitter to match that and yeah. then yeah it's crazy yeah man you, you're yeah you're so right like even the the other weekend at mx farm like i just couldn't ride yeah. like i just wasn't wasn't feeling good anytime i'd want to ride i just was like i just got real tired like not arm pump or anything like that but just like tired you know like you just can't yeah. put in it's like to ride that speed i've got to be able to put x amount of effort in and i just couldn't deliver that effort yeah let alone you know deliver it for for a time so it's insanely frustrating how that works yeah yeah dirt bikes are oh, that you just like you never stop learning it's crazy like i'm sure like you with your jiu-jitsu stuff it's yeah. like the same deal man it's like oh, i've been doing it forever it's like every time i go to the track it's like i learn something else i'm like oh i gotta do this better and gotta do this better but i think that's why why we love it though like, yeah it's pretty cool do you put much uh coaching stuff on your youtube channel none yeah, no, see that might that might be some good good content sort yeah. of stuff there because I know I, like that's why I asked about the influencers because there's a couple dudes that are just doing it real well and yeah. you you don't really even have to look too far outside of what guys like Jeff Walker are doing, AJ is doing, the Deegans, you know, like their shit's obviously like a little bit differently, but like there's a few people that are doing it really well to where it sort of almost takes like a lot of the guesswork out of it for somebody you know that's new trying to trying to do it like you've just kind of ha got to have the right ingredients to add together and then you find out what is unique to you like your situation so the fact that you and your girlfriend are living in the van and your girlfriend's quit a job and then that, that travel side of it like that it you know that's your unique point of difference and you know like jeff walker's got his thing and so i think that um yeah like it, it, you're kind of in a lucky spot where you know if you're ever feeling lost of what to do like fuck you just gotta look around at a couple people that are doing it you know really well and if you consistently follow that formula like it's just it will work for you you know yeah since starting i actually have done that i've gone and trying to find those guys yeah and I had no idea who Jeff Walker was. Really? Like, even after, like, from before I started the YouTube. Yeah, right. Um, like, I'd started it and had no idea who he was. And I was like, oh, he's the same thing I'm doing, but he's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got yeah. so many followers and stuff. And um, you look at all his posts, everyone just loves him, eh? Yeah. Like, they're just, they're stoked on it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, that's a cool inspiration to see what he's done and how he can do it. And he can upload just, like, a GoPro video. Yeah. And it kills it. Yeah. So, um it's pretty cool to see that sort of stuff it's like people are just jeff walker fans yeah it's like if i just upload one it's probably not going to do that well yet but more and more now it's starting to become it's like i'm getting joel evans fans and stuff yeah. like that um actually we did a toowoomba club day and it was pretty funny there was um i think it was aaron tanney um nathan crawford jake moss 
respired like all camp just behind me yeah and that was me and um it was like all these little kids all day at my camp and it was like not one went to them boys <laughs> and i was like oh what's going on here like this is pretty crazy um and so you just get those cool little fans through youtube and stuff and um you can really see where it can go and how the value is there for different well, people yeah and that's that's what i'm gonna say man like you just add value like, yeah it's valuable to have a guy that you can follow his journey and you know because if you're like you can use that shit for inspiration you know like oh look at this guy he's like put so much effort into his writing and he's always working on technique and look at the way that he you know puts effort into this and that like it's it is inspirational for people that they watch your content it makes them want to go ride or makes them want to race or just gives people like genuinely something to like follow along and, and be invested in too you know yeah and i think because we've been in the sport for so long you're so ignorant to what you think people know mm. that's what i've found with it is i just assume people know half the stuff with like us riders True and stuff way. that what we do yeah and then they see the training and they see the behind the scenes stuff and that we're doing this and that and like i had no idea that you guys did that and mm. i'm trying to think of an example now but um just like the simplest stuff that you think everybody knows about racing mm. and these guys have no idea so they're pumped just to see that behind the scenes or like inside to a, a top or like a pro level guy yeah yeah so that's um that's something i really found from it and they do they get the inspiration they're like oh i'm gonna do that yeah and then i have people message them on, on like dm me all the time like oh have you got some corner technique tips and different stuff and they all just get inspiration i had a kid i messaged just three tips to last night yeah and he messaged back and said i'm gonna try them every time i ride thank you so much and like stuff like that so obviously even though i don't think it's doing too much it is inspiring someone yeah, like it, yeah. it's pretty cool yeah, yeah definitely dude um you're right about that the what you think you just kind of expect people to know because we've been in it for so long like yeah. i've been riding a dirt bike since i was like four or five years old yeah so there's so much shit that i just take for granted as a as a kid that grew up in a rare circumstance you know my dad was super into bikes there's never not been a bike in my shed there's just you know i've got a phd in it just because it's how i grew up but there's yeah. a lot of people out there that they're just getting into the, like they're just getting into the sport or they've got um they're into it but they don't have friends that are into it there's so yeah. many different like that's one of the crazy things about supercross companion there's so many people that watch supercross companion because they don't have friends that like supercross yeah yeah okay so, so and i would have never thought that that was a thing i've watched supercross with my friends every race like it's so rare that i would ever watch a supercross race by myself because yeah. all my friends are into supercross but what if you're a dude that doesn't have any friends that that watch racing well now they're supercross companion and it's like i never thought that that would be a reason why somebody would want to watch but yeah, yeah. there's so many different like people out there that aren't like what like us you know what i mean yeah they didn't grow up with it they don't have like every person on the instagram going um supercross sunday sort of thing they're, yeah yeah they just like got tradie mates or whatever yeah. like into something else yeah yeah that, that is pretty cool that they do that and it, you can 100 percent see it because how much better is it if you watch it yourself or if you watch it with mates like, yeah it is so much better to watch supercross with a bunch of mates um so that would be a massive thing for those guys like Yep, hang out with Jace and the boys and watch um, watch Supercross this Sunday. Get the live chat and roast Ronan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have been coughing it, mate. Um, yeah, the, what about the, the technical side of, of the filming and the editing? That 
I bet that's been a uh, journey in itself. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, I honestly, my girlfriend does majority of the editing. Yeah, it's just, but that doesn't mean that I can't be there because we go through all the stuff, and she's been around bikes a fair bit now. Yeah, um, but she still doesn't know which clips to pick and what to put in and whatever. But we sort of do it together. Um, she does a lot more of the technical stuff, and just the time that goes into it is the biggest thing. Like the just the volume, so each clip got to make the same volume so then people aren't sitting in front of the tv then all of a sudden their ears get blasted and then they can't hear the next clip and stuff like that and it's then you can't like there's peaking obviously it's like too loud so you've got to drop the volume down and it's um it's blown my mind we spend probably a good 15 hour day on each video um we just do morning the whole day through till night and then that's just a video and then there's like a few hours for thumbnail yeah and it's like that's just a typical video and sometimes they're longer it's like it just takes that long yeah. um i got lucky in the fact that um yeah my girlfriend she's pretty anal with it like she wants she doesn't want one where the volume does vary and yeah, stuff like yeah. that so i feel like our stuff's actually pretty good quality it is really good quality even compared to some of the other guys that i have watched yeah. i'm like i feel like ours is pretty high level in that like as far as a vlog style goes yeah um yeah let's look at let's look at old jolly's youtube channel two six seven baby jumped up i like the uh i like the thumbnails i reckon you've got a got a good little style going on there the um actually a cool thing with that was i listened to your jeff walker um, podcast yeah and got some tips with that with like the um clickbait stuff yeah it's like we i had so not me to be like clickbaity yeah but the point of like um it's there's no reason not to yeah that sort of got me i was like oh i gotta do it and then the first video i did i think it was um which one was it? dirt bike heaven oh like yeah perfect motocross track and it's like the track was sick but it's just my local kingaroy track yeah and then that was the first video that actually got some pretty high views yeah um and yeah it jumped up straight away and i think it was a lot to do with that and then like doing the different thumbnails and stuff yeah yeah so you got um race season has started eighteen thousand views and then crashed out of the lead 14k views um so yeah you can see yeah you can see that you're starting to get your own like style with it and you're starting to yeah because it's all i mean there's some um just like best practice shit that you've got to do you know like yeah. there's just stuff every channel does it's like clickbaity sort of titles the thumbnails have to be really good they have to be really consistent but then the rest is like that's kind of as far as the formula goes you know yeah. like you you got to know how long people are watching your videos like you've really got to pour over your own numbers and like what's the average view length and you know i think the people that do really well out of it are the people that get really obsessive about delivering people what they want to watch and like knowing what people um you know are getting like the most out of um but yeah i think some coaching stuff would probably be pretty good as well and you'd just be able to get more content out of it because how often are you posting uh we do once a week once a week is what we're trying to do yeah yeah um we find that originally it was every two weeks yeah but the more content we can do find like people are wanting it like if i miss a week now yeah people be messaging me like oh you're doing one this week like what's to go yeah um and then obviously now with the um trying to build the channel you've i'm finding straight away it's like the more you post is going to be better always 100 percent. but 
with how much is going on, I started thinking about maybe twice a week. Yeah. It's so hard to try to find the time to do that. Yeah. Because I do the longer videos, like oh, what are those? 14, 17 how long minutes, are 17. How um, It varies. This last one um, average is about six minutes is average, six yeah. to seven minutes. Yeah. One before that, it was pretty high. It was nearly the full, yeah. full length. So yeah. some of them just, it changes per video, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess some people must just find some more exciting than others. Yeah. Um, or they go and they watch it back or something like that. Because yeah. my watch hours seem to be super high. Yeah. Um, I think so. I'm assuming people go in and watch it and then watch get out else. and then watch yeah. Yeah. watch some more or something like that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's definitely growing and people are starting to see me and then I was getting more and more comments where people are like, I can't believe you don't have more subscribers than yeah, you do yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, that's cool because then obviously these guys are probably jeff walker fans or something and they can now be also joel evans fans and start bringing some over yeah because i'm like pretty pretty proud of some of the stuff we put out and like it's pretty pretty cool content when when you like verse it against other stuff yep um and we do have some pretty cool ideas um coming up as well stuff we want to do yeah yeah i think that this race season it will be really cool for you i think documenting um yeah the race season i think is going to be a really good thing for your content because it's a it's episodic you know like it gives people a storyline to to sort of follow it keeps people wanting to see how you're going like i want to watch it you know like i've enjoyed the stuff that you've done just for the sunny states um but yeah i mean if you want to up your videos like you should just do one video how you're doing it a week and then one gopro lap a week and then one uh coaching video a week yeah just like a tip you know and if your average view six minutes then run a six minute coaching tip you yeah know, even yeah, off footage yeah. that you've already shot before break down some of the um you know if you want to do a thing on starts you could like um have your chick film you on the bike bike position blah 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 and then you've got all these starts that you've done in the sunny states yeah so why don't you do like technique breakdowns of like good start versus bad start because i think one of the things that will really help you is using old footage that you've already got yeah instead okay. of just yep. trying to make a new video off new sh- footage that you've got to refilm. So, like, if you guys can be really organized with your um, hard drives, with all of your old footage, so that you know exactly where everything is, it's all in the right dates and shit. Yeah. Then I think you guys will have success by going back and actually creating new content out of old footage as well. Yeah, that's a so, cool idea. Yeah, there's so many ideas, dude. That um, yeah. that you guys could do easily. Yeah. That but- would just get you more content without like having to shoot more shit you know yeah and like the technique breakdown one is that's something i've got written down yeah. i wanted to just go out filming one day film me riding and then show the everyone who's watching yeah what i'm looking at when yeah. i'm looking at stuff because i'm constantly critiquing my own technique um i feel like i've actually got a pretty good eye for coaching and technique and everything yeah but it's totally different when you're on the bike you feel like you're doing it yeah. you see and it's yeah. cool doing this because i've been able to see myself ride a lot and i'm like Dude, what, what are you sure. doing yeah <laughs> it's like they're not doing it right um just different stuff like uh, a lot of hip stuff and everything like hip hinging and yeah um i want to sort of break that down in a video and show people what i'm looking for and then i'm like if I'm frustrated at the end of a motor and people are like, oh, you look like you rode good. It's like, this is what I'm looking at. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why I'm not happy. Yeah, It's because I should have been doing this. And if I just did lean my head in a little bit more here and here and just show the little stuff, it's like, that's what makes a difference now that I'm at a level yeah. where I'm trying to catch guys like Todd yeah. or whatever. It's like, they're pretty fast, dude. So I got to yeah. pick up those little things. Yeah, I think that'll be a pretty cool video, actually. I think people will get a lot out of that. 
Yeah, and I think that if you get uh, some kind of consistency with that as well, like even after you post your race vlogs, it's like breaking down my, you know, like the best and worst of this weekend. Yeah. You know, you could show like footage where you really nailed some shit. Like, oh, I actually had a really great flow here. Or you could show like, oh, yeah, so this moto, like I struggle with arm pump. This is what arm pump looks like. This is why I would have liked to go to the right of those bumps. But like I just didn't have the energy to move my line even though it yeah. costs more energy to hit these bumps i just couldn't fucking move across early yeah. enough to get out of that line you know shit like that yeah so i think that um yeah because the thing like with the the amount that you're filming there's just so much content that you that can be generated. yeah we do have a lot of content there for sure yeah do you follow lionel sanders at all or know who he is no nah. he's like a top level up. triathlete lionel sanders um, on youtube yeah youtube yeah yeah um and he's like yeah top level triathlete and he does heaps of youtube stuff and he actually does those breakdowns yeah right um and it's pretty cool like a, i'm not a triathlete i don't really know too much about the sport yeah but i watch all of his stuff and it's super cool um, yeah right he damn so he's getting he, good views too eh? yeah he is he does pretty well like um he i can't see any here but he definitely he breaks them down afterwards he's like a kona oh yeah thoughts whatever. after the Champ, the PTO championship yeah. and he, Tony, yeah. he goes through all of his data stuff so like where his heart yeah, rate was yeah, his yeah. hydration and he'll, he'll tell everyone it's like this is where I stuffed up mm. I thought I could push through without taking that drink of water or Gatorade mm. or whatever it was and then you just you see it it's like yep he went to crap after that so yeah, yeah. it's um yeah like that is sort of what you're speaking about there it's yeah. like breaking it down and I find that super interesting and that's what I've been trying to do is find that sort of stuff and be like okay now I can implement that in mine yeah um so yeah like i guess your your question before inspiration i probably get a lot from this guy yeah Um, i watch a lot of his stuff which is which is pretty cool yeah that's all i'm into fitness and um that side of things so i think that's cool yeah 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 i mean it's crazy like we we sort of um half spoke about it before when uh before we even started recording but there's just always shit to work on eh? yeah like it's just even you know even for us like we've got the u.s studio that we're working on and then we're like got two youtube channels that we work on and then just all that building out the studio and learning new shit it's just like this constant con you you sort of it's funny because you don't really feel that much progress because yeah. you always feel like you're behind because yeah. you always got so much shit that you can do but it's cool like when when you've got that much available for you to continue to work on it just the time just goes by and then you look yeah. up all of a sudden you're like oh fuck like like we went to count the um i went to count the you like the total views like we just yeah. hit like a, a new million on the itunes yeah and then i was like fuck we'd have to be getting close to 10 million views like downloads of itunes and views on youtube yeah and then i went and looked and it was 14 mil oh right and i was like (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) but you know like you just get caught in this momentum of like just constantly trying to improve constantly trying to get better yeah and then you look up and you've just you've ended you've done a lot because you've just been fucking nose to the grindstone yeah i um my sister talks a lot about like um the whole the universe it'll like bring you down if you're too high and all that sort of thing laws of attraction and all that yeah um and my girlfriend was telling me not long ago because like we're starting to get the we got the fifteen thousand views and seventeen thousand. she was all pumped she's yeah. like 
I've got to balance myself because we're going to get like knocked down. Yeah. And I was more so in the mindset of what you just said. I was like, no, nah, I'm thinking like we got to keep, I've got this and this and this to yeah. do. Like, I don't think I'm like killing it right now. I was like, oh, I'm so far behind. I've still yeah. got all of this to do. Yeah. And I think it's definitely the better way to look at it. Yeah. Because it, yeah, you're just like constantly working. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy hell, like we're killing it now. We're doing this or we've got that done. And yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it's a good way to get progress. I think just to be constantly trying to do something else yeah yeah and a new set of skills too you know like you you're dealing with just a whole new um, what, what work did you do before i was a fire tech so service fire extinguishers cell fire extinguishers yeah and that sort of thing yeah so nothing to do with very different yeah very different yeah nothing to do with tech stuff like um computers or whatever i just legit sell fire extinguishers and go into shops and check that they're in the green zone and whatever else so um very different job (laughs) yeah 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 that's uh you're in a completely different landscape now yeah yeah it's all learning but it's pretty cool to learn about it and i've actually found that um because i've never been much of like a learning sort of guy i'm not like someone who reads a lot or anything like that um but doing this stuff and stuff that you're actually excited about it's like i would get excited to learn then i'm gonna put this fucking dog out (laughs) I was wondering what it was before, like something tickling my leg, and the dog was in there licking, yeah, licking my, nah. licking my knee. <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's got some casserole in the microwave by the smell of things, so he's yeah. just skitting out. Um, fucking stupid dogs ruin me. Train of thought. What was I going to talk about next? Ronan, fuck. What was I going to talk about? I don't know. Mate. What was I going to talk about? Come on, mate. Aren't you over there taking notes and shit? On the YouTube, <laughs> <laughs> on the YouTube you're you're unreal. Thanks, bro. That, that was thirty minutes ago, mate. <laughs> um, what the fuck was I going to talk about? This is just going to be a nice little segue into what we were. Oh, doing. We're, we're all talking about work for a bit there. Mm. Like what I'm doing for work? Fire, fire extinguishers. Yeah. Like, do, do you need some fire extinguishers, lost, mate? Lost, I can hook we you actually, up. We probably do need fire extinguishers. Actually, mate, I still actually. got my ticket. I can hook you guys up. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know what it was? Was uh, you said something at the at the start, which uh, is funny, man. So Dean Lucas, uh, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. A real good friend of mine now, and he was saying that years ago like he started his own podcast now called the off track experience and like years ago when instagram was first sort of popping off and people started making videos and stuff he was just like nah fucking i'm probably too cool for that like the people that go all in on that are kind of like the fucking nerds and i'm like one of the cool writers i'm on the cool team i got the factory you know like i don't really want to do that shit sort of like lowering himself you know what i mean like that was his mindset and I think that was the mindset of a lot of people. Like if you were, you know, if you weren't just focusing on racing and you weren't like kind of one of the cool dudes or whatever, then you're fucking cooking it. And it was only, you know, it was the people that couldn't make shit happen that were doing this. And, and now you look at, you know, the guys like Jeff and AJ and there's, the, you know, like Team Fried and yep. what Dino does. Like a lot of these guys are sort of figuring it out. And you said at the start, you know, three years ago you were doing this, but you were just too nervous to put it out. Like, yeah. that's a real thing to overcome, isn't it? Oh, it is for sure. Um, and it's because I've always been the shy kid too. Like, uh, like I said, I was best mates with Jay, and it was always funny. Like growing up, like Jay was a 
popular kid. Mm. It was almost like I was the nerdy kid sort of thing. I just I just loved dirt bikes the whole time. And all I really wanted to talk about was dirt bikes. I was like, me and Jay were good mates and then Jay was good mates with everybody else. Mm. So I've like never been someone who's real talkative or anything like that. Um, but I love dirt bikes and I love like talking about dirt bikes and doing that sort of stuff. So when I had the idea to do it, I was like, oh, it'd be super cool to show people what we do. And I was like, I watched a couple. I was like, no way I can put that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people are going to think I'm an idiot. Like they're going to think I'm a loser and whatever, like putting out stuff like this. But it's really, it's exactly what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's just, so I've got a better camera now and whatever, but it's exact same stuff three years ago that I was doing. Yeah. And it's, um, it's pretty cool to uh, like just make that leap. And now it's like turning into something. And so what was your, what was it that made you go, fuck it? I don't care what people think. I'm just going to do it. Um, I think I just, I was struggling to work out how I was going to go racing. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to go racing. I, I felt like I, no matter what I was going racing, I was going to figure it out. Um, and then, yeah, so Dean and Renee during COVID, they were like, we're taking off. We're forgetting about racing. It's not going to happen. We're just going to take off and go coaching. If you guys want to come along, um, you can help out a couple of coaching schools and stuff like that. So I just said to Michaela, I was like, this is sort of the time we can just, we've got a camera, we could just go for it. Yeah. Um, we went and I actually sold a dirt bike and that whole dirt bike went into a camera and computer that could run the camera and stuff. And I couldn't believe that I just spent that much money. And like, so like I didn't have money to buy a bike anymore. I legit sold the bike to get that. And then um, Dean actually helped me out with one of his old practice bikes and I got that thing and I was like, yeah, let's just go for it sort of thing. Because I just basically I saw what they did. They just went, it's not working without even second thought. We're going to go coaching because there's no racing. Mm. So I was like, they just made that decision in an instant. I was like, yep, sweet. I'm doing the same thing. I'm going to go. I'm going to show what I'm doing this year. Um, and we're just going to make it happen. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, yeah, it all happened pretty quick and um, really quick actually. And then, yeah, from then we've just been slowly just going and going and going. Heaps has changed in between. Like we were living in a house when I first started and then we're like, this isn't going to work because we don't have money to pay for it. Yeah. So <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we're like, we'll break the lease and live in the van. And we, um, during the whole time, like we were living in the house and figuring it out, we were building the van up because I did yeah. it from scratch. I swapped it for my old beat up high ace and this thing wasn't even running the van I'm in now and so it was all big risk really like if you look back and look at it it was probably to a lot of people would seem pretty stupid what i was trying to do but it's starting to sort of pay off now about 12 14 months later sort of thing yeah it's looking and, a little bit easier and and how do you feel like personally putting the content out because i feel like it's funny when I like I actually try not to watch too much of my shit at all now but that's what's been that's honestly been the best part about Ronan starting to work for this whole deal is the fact that I don't have to listen to myself anymore yeah because I really don't fucking like it I don't <laughs> I don't like watching myself I would pretty much say everything differently if I got a second chance to say what I said you know what I mean because yeah. it's like you're putting out a first draft that you don't actually even get to like polish and edit like oh yeah. she said this this would have been better this sounded stupid I fucked up that so I just I'm like oh, I'm fucking out but it's funny now like I put out like I was just making thumbnails this morning and uh, 
going through all this content that's getting posted and it's like i sometimes i laugh because i'm like posting a thumbnail with me and i'm like i don't even know that fucking dude you know <laughs> like it just doesn't even feel like it's me it's just i i feel like it's i'm just uh like it's just my job like i just yeah. put out that shit and i'm not looking at it like it's me i honestly don't give a fuck what people think anymore because it's just too tiring like I, we just put out so much content that like i just can't think i i can't care about that now yeah Other, we're, we've sort of gone past that yeah so it's like but at the start man fucking it i think there was probably a while even though i was doing the podcast and it was doing well there was probably a part of me that wasn't even like all in in terms of like being open to it even doing well like yep. it, i kind of was still like ah fuck i don't want this thing to get too big yet let's just see how it goes you know like it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a weird thing when you're putting yourself out there to so so many people but i wonder how you feel about that in the year that you've been doing it yeah definitely i i struggled hard to start with i'd do about a thousand takes of everything i was trying to say yeah and then it would take forever to try to make a video yeah and we were so worried about any background noise and stuff like that that we'd end up in a dark little crappy room and like the lighting would be horrible and everything instead of just like relaxing with it yeah whereas now i'm definitely a lot more casual i don't mind watching myself anymore it's fine um but i'm definitely not at a stage where i like don't care what other people think i need to get better at that because yeah. i'm i feel like i must be doing better because i'm starting to get like negative comments <laughs> and they always say like until you get people hating on you sort of you're not doing anything mm. and um i still care about that too much and what, i reply to the, all of them and be like super nice but what I'm are like, the negative comments you got so far oh just people just telling me like what are you just tell, saying i'm a massive sook or whatever i'm trying to explain yeah. why i did bad and be like oh like yeah i didn't set this up right or whatever and so i'm not making an excuse but they're like oh you're just making excuses stop being a sook stop being yeah, a bitch yeah. sort of thing just yeah. just make it happen and then um one guy's like um horrible camera quality like oh. uh what are you doing it's 2021 get a real camera and it was like going off yeah and it's like the very next comment was like unreal video guys yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, people just go on there just to blow you up just yeah just tell you i just the main one is just like stop being a bitch stop sucking yeah it's like i feel like the a lot of the stuff with mine is it's so real that i tell everyone that like what i stuffed up yeah so it's like if i just be like oh yeah it was good it was, it was a good ride yeah you've got to create but no content. one cares yeah, yeah. like i just like yeah I'll, i sucked here like this is what i was doing and um bike was kicking here it's like that's what i'm telling the people in my pit anyway yeah so it's like i'm not making it up for the video yeah. it's just um yeah so that's the sort of negative stuff i get they're like think i'm just sucking all the time yeah i think at the start too you think that a comment like a comment carries so much weight but like so there for example there's like one video where like people just fucking ripping on me like that literally the entire comment section is like people talking shit on me but it's like three thousand comments or fifteen hundred comments but it's a video that's got like four hundred thousand views yeah so it's yeah. like oh okay so there's three thousand dickheads out of and you know what some of them probably have a fucking point but it's like there's three thousand people out of the four hundred thousand actually fucking cared enough to say something you know what i mean yeah so i think that you know the perspective because you just look like one comment and then there's views is written there it's so hard to get your head around how many people didn't 
comment. They just watched and enjoyed your video. Yeah. And it's like that outweighs the fucking one dipshit that leaves a negative comment anyway. Yeah. And even like people telling you what you should do. Mm. I think that was one that I, at the start, let persuade me too much. They're like, oh, you should do this instead. Yeah. And like a different way of filming or different way of talking about stuff. Whereas like, like you said, there was a thousand people that watched it and like probably loved what I did. Yeah. That one guy was like, oh, you should do this. It's like, I might make that one guy happy in the next video, but everyone else everyone, like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was watching you for this reason. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that people can just go on and just blow you up. But yeah. 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 I think you'll get, I mean, I just think you'll get used to it over time too. That um, it's like you still, yeah. I mean, I still read a lot of the yeah. comments, even though we get a fuckload of them. So but, I go on there and write a massive paragraph, like defending myself. Oh yeah. No, and no, then no, I've no, had no, a couple no. guys be like, don't defend yourself to this idiot. Yeah. Like, like they comment and be like, this guy's just a wanker. Just don't, just leave it. <laughs> I just try and troll people that are like being dickheads, essentially. Like I'll just write dumb shit back to them. Like yeah. there was one, I did give a thoughtful response to a guy the other day because he took something that I said out of the AJ podcast. Like, I don't know, I don't know whether he took it out of context or I just didn't say it right. Yeah. So like, there's definitely a possibility that I didn't say it right. But my point was that there's like a game you have to play on YouTube. Like you have to do the thumbnails, you have to do the titles, you have to play with context, you have to, like you have to do that. Otherwise it won't do anything. And then the guy's point, and I sort of just said like, I just don't give a fuck, I've accepted it. It is what it is. Like what, if you think that the title and thumbnails fucking like out of context, watch the video, get the context. Like it's not my job to give you the context in the thumbnail the title because then you wouldn't need to watch the video so i just accepted that and you know the thing is like his point was like oh well you're just selling out for views then i'm like yeah but that's the only metric like that's the only thing that matters like you do the job to get more views and more more views equals more money yeah that's the whole goal is to get views yeah so but i so i replied i kind of had a bit of a conversation and i'm glad i did though to be honest and i'm glad i wasn't a dick about it because I actually was in a shit mood and I felt like being a dick about it. But the guy ended up saying like, oh man, oh, thanks for explaining it. Like I was a bit disappointed because I'm a real long time listener. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, like glad I'm not a fuck bit because, you know, here's a guy that could have, you know, we got fucking 200 plus shows. So it's like, what if he's listened to 150 of those shows and then all of a sudden you write him off like he's an idiot. Yeah. And it's like, that's a lot of time that dude's invested for me to be a dick, you know? But, um, but that was one where I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I feel like I should explain the point. But if it's just people that are like, we got way too fucking stoned the other day when I was talking to Mike Grondel and I was like, hey, I just probably stopped making sense at a point, but it was just fun. Like we, yeah. we were having a fun conversation, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you, you definitely can't let those things like get too in deep you probably shouldn't spend too much time writing long paragraphs yeah yeah i do i definitely spend way too much time and i do i comment to every single person and i'm like hopefully i get big enough one day so i don't have to do that yeah you definitely <laughs> it's will. like yeah i do every single comment but um no it's cool i think it's a cool thing at this point yeah because it's like it makes them me even more relatable and people yeah. are like proper joel evans fans and they're like come back and like oh yeah man i killed it from last time and i i they comment every single time yeah and like a positive thing so yeah it's um yeah it's cool because you got that interaction but i think there's a level where you got to be like yeah just it's all good yeah yeah (laughs) just leave it yeah yeah Yeah. and i think that um 
it's super important as well and it's probably something that i didn't embrace um quick enough is the whole you know like we got the gypsy gang like and that's a fucking dope thing that's probably like the best part of this job is all of the cool ass fucking people that listen to the show like that's what makes it what it is and i guess it'll be the same for your channel you know like the thing that will make your channel what it is is the people that watch your channel and i think the more that you can engage the more like genuine you can't do it like you can't do it and be a slave to it though like you've got to you you know have your own boundaries and shit um but yeah like if you could be a good genuine dude to people like that are investing in your success because there's so much power in like if you've got a community of a thousand people that are like super dedicated like i think a lot of times and i've probably thought like this too that you want to just get the most views possible the biggest numbers but you know you can have that and have like a huge percentage of people just not be aligned with what you're about at all yeah and then it's like what's the point yeah you got like five thousand or a thousand people that are just like hardcore joel evans fans that like really want to see you do well like that's a strong fucking community of people yeah definitely i actually found that um listening to a few things like um i don't know what you and mathis is like but i'm a pop guy like i listen to a bunch of pop stuff and his fans are so loyal yeah that like he i'm pretty sure his socials and stuff his numbers aren't as big as like trent i'll swap moto and stuff like that but um like he tells you to buy something like those guys just go crazy and they'll buy it because they're massive like they're proper hardcore fans of him yeah um and he's just and again like you talk about adding value like he's added a lot of value to a lot of people over yeah. the years. and then even like your stuff it's like oh, I, I like gypsy tales and i see i've got boost mobile now like I, I had no chance like no reason to ever go boost but i was like they support your stuff so I'm going to go, I bought the $300 That's like boost mobile year plan thing, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, yep, sweet. I'm going to, they help him. They're in motorbikes. Awesome. I'll do that. So, yeah. and I think that's, if you get those loyal fans and you're like, Hey, this helps me if you guys um, support these guys. And they like, I've already had people like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go buy some unit gear. Yeah. Um, for the 21 range or like Max's tires. Um, I've had so many people message me and say they changed the Max's tires. That's awesome. And it's like, because those guys support me now. And I'm like, that's pretty cool to start seeing that already. Yeah. Yeah. I was That, that was going to be my next uh, question was what kind of opportunities have opened up already? I feel like the race line things probably, um, yeah, one of the most obvious ones that look like it's really opened up for you. Yeah. Those guys, um, unit was honestly, um, that's how I got those guys on board to start with. Yeah. Um, was I've always, like I saw again like i was sort of good mates with jay but i also looked up to him a little bit mm. and he was unit when he first went senior and i was like that's cool i want that one day and then i got this chance and i had this idea i went straight to those guys and i drove from kingaroy like three and a half hours went to their warehouse handed him over a proposal and stuff it's like this is what i want to do that's so sick yeah um and he's like oh i didn't expect this like no one does this <laughs> and i was like yeah well, if we can do something and those guys have been pumped on it and like i don't think they would have ever come on without what i'm doing now yeah um because it's something different i guess and like those sort of opportunities have been really cool and it's honestly the stuff that's opened up sponsorship wise and that hasn't been too much just yet um but i'm starting to see how it could be it's just that i still think i've got to start approaching people and doing Mm. different stuff but uh it's hard but because it takes away from the actual editing yeah yeah it does and it's like uh I'm trying to weigh up right now like how I approach everything 
because sometimes it's cool not to have any sponsors mm. in a way because you're just so open especially for what i'm doing like creating content if i want to like people are interested to know what pro circuit pipe versus fmf pipe is but if i've got sponsored by pro circuit i can't really say oh fmf killed it or mm. whatever and stuff like that yeah so um yeah just working on all that at the moment i don't have too much opportunities opened up but the few people i do have like race line um unit bunch of different people like this it's pretty like they're just super cool to me sort of what i need is what i get yeah that's so good man um what are you thinking for the nationals this year like even pull apart like put aside you racing the nationals like how do you feel about the nationals this season and obviously last year we missed out um and then this year it's oz pro mx and yeah yeah, like what are you thinking around the whole sort of industry at the moment i think it's a cool opportunity obviously with the change and stuff um and then putting on tv i'm not sure that that's the best idea in this this day and age um i actually be pretty keen to hear your thoughts on that um but i think it's cool opportunity cool time to be a fan of the sport just because of how many fast dudes there are right now i think that side of things is going to be super cool for nationals like the top 15 mx2 guys maybe even more are ridiculously good yeah and then it's probably almost the same mx1 this year usually mx1's a little bit shallower the top is really high but it's only five or whatever i feel like this year there's more yeah and it's like i think the racing's going to be sick really cool so why why ride the 450 um do you think that you can be more competitive on the 450 than the 250 originally i run out of money um yeah, was like just straight more, up it's a lot more expensive eh, to ride a 250 it yeah. is yeah because you got to get stuff done to it mm. like uh, you don't have to but you're gonna be more competitive if you do um and then as well you have to rebuild them so often because you're revving them like they work the best on limiter basically yeah so like you're gonna wear them out quicker whereas a 450 you can put 60 hours on it and like oh, i'll chuck a piston in and you go another 60 hours sort yeah. of thing so it's pretty pretty cool in that way and once i jumped on it though I feel like that suits my style. I'm a pretty... I'm only small. I'm 65 kilos. Like, I'm pretty light. But I uh, I like that smooth style of the 450. I'm not always being a big rever or anything like that. So, um, that smooth, low rev, um, and then just get aggressive when you need to style. I think that suits me. And I feel like I'm pretty good on it. Like, I feel like I... Um, I honestly believe I can be pretty competitive. Um like i i reckon i'm i've got goals of i want to try to get a super pole this year yeah right. like be the fastest dude yeah and i honestly think i can do it like i feel pretty quick on the bike mm. yeah that's sick dude so who are you thinking uh 450 class give me your give me your breakdown of the 450 class for this nationals i think todd's going to be the hardest to beat yeah for sure um i think medi is going to be crazy fast but he, he's funny like I, I don't know him I don't want to make it seem like a, I'm dissing him or whatever but it seems like he rides like a rookie almost when you watch him mm. so funny because he's like a veteran and obviously he's got so much experience but he's so fast so fast and he revs the bike a lot but he seems to have a lot of issues yeah um, I don't know if that's on his fault or like the bike or whatever it is but um, it seems like yeah he has a few issues but I know like his speed is ridiculous um, I saw earlier in the year one Daggy had a race and he was like really way faster than everyone really yeah they had a oh, race was that down when you there. rode that 21 like when yeah they just got him probably 
I'm not I'm not too sure, but I just looked at like through the race results and stuff. He was like three seconds a lap faster than I can't remember who the second guy was, but it was like three seconds a lap faster than another top dude. Yeah. Like right. Gibbsy and stuff was there and I think he was even faster than that than Gibbsy, like four or five seconds a lap. And I was like, Holy, this guy must be flying. Well dude, Maddie's at one time was like one of the best dudes yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like he actually doesn't get enough credit for how fucking fast he is, eh? Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think people sort of talk about him enough in that aspect and you can see it when you watch him ride like because yeah. i'm a fan of it and i'm like i i race obviously but i'm a massive fan of dirt bikes too so um his speed is next level yeah yeah he, he's I pretty think aggressive the last the last two times that i've been at the track like at a at a aussie outdoor people were just saying that Maddie's just was being a fucking nightmare of wanting to change shit on the bike yeah right okay just like uh the i think it was Coolum, the they were saying oh yeah he's on his practice bike with like his race motor like there was some like weird shit going on so i think yeah. that i think last year or the last season of the nationals i think that yeah he was just chasing set up like super hard yeah okay. which would be frustrating like i can't imagine yeah having to race a, a season and just be like chasing a setup so much i think that's what i found since going 452 it's so important it's like two fifty, yeah, two fifty. You can get away with it, but you honestly feel like you got a truck between your legs. It's crazy that they're the same weight. Like they're pretty well the same weight bike, but Me you feel Ryan like you're just got, talking about that this morning. Yeah, like if this thing steps out, I'm like, whole. I feel like I got a bus between my legs. Yeah, like actually, it yeah. scared the crap out of me when I first started riding it. Because especially if you like slide your knees forward a little bit, you got so much bike behind you. Yeah, and true, it steps huh? out just the tiniest bit. You're like, holy, like how am I going to bring this thing back? and yeah that's where bike setup i've found is super important and um like on my youtube stuff i think people started to get a bit annoyed with how much i was talking about setup but it was it's so important and it's something i was constantly chasing trying to get it better it's not because the bike sucked it's just i know like i'll make a change and i'll go two seconds a lot faster yeah right and that's what sort of changes are you making just like suspension stuff um like a try different pro circuit linkage standard linkage um and then just clicker stuff and suspension work because uh it's that balance between being soft so you can feel the bike feel the ground really well but then stiff enough to hold up mm. and that's something i've found is like i was like wanting to go softer and softer because i was like oh it's gonna be nice but then i got on a rough track and it just beat me up it's like yeah. tried to kill me sort of thing because the bike could go all the way through and then come back and just crazy stuff like that and how much did the video help you set up it does help a bit because i can I, I'm not that good at test. I'll just I suck at it. I think at the moment it's really hard though. Yeah, like, I don't think there's many people that are good at it. To be honest, yeah, definitely. Um, I know like Sleater obviously is here now. I really want to try to link up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll because um, it'd be really cool. I think to learn like learn how to do it a little bit. And obviously he's one of the best. Yeah. So um, because like I'll go to the track and I've been with Sean before, and being like, yeah, I'll, I think it's a bit stiff. Let's do this. And I'm like, that's better. But then I went and rode someone else's bike and it blew mine away. Yeah. And I was like, I was going better from a shit setup sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas you can get a good setup and I just didn't know what's good. Yeah. That makes sense. That's exactly yeah. how I feel. I rode, um, I rode Ferris's practice bike. Yeah. Um, it was a 250F. Adam Bailey was borrowing it when he was up here. So he's borrowing it from Raceline. Yeah. Okay. And, or maybe it was his race bike. 250 like his sonny's race bike kind of thing yeah okay. but it had cone valves and track shock in the rear yeah and then i rode it 
and I was like, the rear shock was so much better yeah. than stock. And it would just like, it's almost like I was going into, I was just riding like the QMP natural terrain track. Yeah. And you turn in, those ruts get pretty good and you turn in and it was like the bike was turning in so much more with like the same amount of me trying to turn it. Yeah. The bike would just like lean and turn. Yeah. On it, completely on its own and you'd end up with like this crazy lean angle and then that made me hit the throttle to like pull the fucking thing yeah, out lift of the turn it back up. Yeah. so i was just like holy shit like this bike just turns good yeah and i had no idea and then i was talking to bailey bailey went and rode mine he's obviously a way better rider than me and he was like yeah this shock's like real hard in like the mid stroke it doesn't sit all the way into the turn so it was like a little bit too hard and then the, it was rebounding too much. So like you're sitting into the turn and it's coming out as like right in the middle section. Yeah, yeah. So like I would have never known that. I thought my bike was fucking great at the time. Yeah. But then you get on a different bike that's set up, you know, in a different way and it can just completely change what you expect good is. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's what I've done a little bit lately is I've just jumped on random just other people's bikes just yeah. to be like, even if it's a different brand, I just jump on a Yamaha and I'm like, holy, I love how that does that. And yeah. I just try to make my bike do it sort of thing. Just it gives me a direction more so because it's so hard just to be like, this is what you got, build what you want. Cause I don't know. It's so hard to know exactly what you want. Whereas someone like Dean, he knows exactly, he can go to Sean and be like, no, I need this, need that, need that. Yeah. And just, they can just go in that direction. Cause that's, he pretty much wasn't allowed to do that in Yam- at Yamaha in America, right? Eh? no yeah nah he um yeah he couldn't do anything that he wanted to do that's crazy eh because he runs a weird setup doesn't he he does a bit he's i remember first time i rode one of his bikes so you'll probably struggle to turn i don't like my bikes to turn he's like his forks are so stiff yeah they feel like supercross forks to me and then the rear sits a bit low and it's like doesn't move yeah so it's like, yeah, it's designed to not turn almost. Like how so he sort how of does it. he get the thing to turn? Like what's he, he doing differently in his technique? He's just so strong. He yeah, like right. he puts the bike and he's hitting stuff so fast that it makes the suspension work. Mm. Whereas it's like uh, the way that I ride is I'm not as aggressive, so I need it to be a little bit softer to hold the ground and stuff. I'm fine. And whereas he probably the same as Todd almost. They're super. Dean had a little bit different. He has like an aggressive and smooth style. Todd, I feel like, is super aggressive how he comes into stuff, and you got to change the bike to how you ride as well. Mm. And the way that Dean would come into corners, it would make his bike work. You put a heap of always heaps of front brake, so that drops the front end, and then I think that allows it to turn a little bit. Yeah, but he said, Yeah, typically people can't turn my bike. So, because I watched one of your videos where you got cone valves and a track shock from Raceline, yeah, but it had Dean set up in it. Yeah. And and Sean said to you, like, you're not going to like this bike. Yeah. Because no one likes Dean's shit. And you didn't like it, did you? Yeah. Well, I um, That was one of the funny ones where I was so sick of trying to work out what to do. That yeah. I was like, give me Dean's stuff. He's winning. Like, he, he knows what he's doing. So, I got his exact setup, fork shock, spring rate, everything. Um, and then went and rode on it for months. And I was like, oh, I think this is good. And I rode something else and was like just so much faster. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just, I sucked on that bike because I couldn't make it do what he could make it do. Yeah. Um, which like you could see where it's really good. If you smashed into something super hard, it would work awesome. But if you didn't, it just felt like you were riding, I don't know, some steel poles in the front end and like it just didn't move. It was so stiff. I got, um, I've got those forks 
in my bike at the moment, I think. Yeah, and okay. I just the the first day I rode with them, I was at MX Farm and they were pretty sick. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't super rough and the dirt was quite tacky. So actually, even though they were stiff, I still could feel the front end. Yeah. And then, um, and that that was the day I over jumped the triple at MX Farm because my subframe bolts come out. And I saw a seat bounce, the jump just went, fucking whiskey, dude. And then as I landed, just whacked so hard. Didn't feel a thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think I overjumped it that far. Yeah. But then I looked at the video, and I was like, holy shit. But they were his forks. And then the next day, I rode at Coolum. Um, and it was pretty rough. And they yeah. worked actually pretty good there because yeah, the they bumps were so fucking big. Yeah. But then uh, last weekend, I rode at MX Farm. And, like, it just wasn't that grippy and it was like kind of a little bit rough and i fucking hated that setup it yeah. was so bad that, so i think i really need to get them get them uh set up a, a uh, bit better for me because yeah. yeah like they're fucking stiff oh you'll love it once you get set up more for you like because mx farm is exactly where dean's bike won't work on like a more hard pack day yeah 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 that's um, what i found dude yeah. i just i couldn't i just was over it i was just yeah. like this thing's fucking out of control because the bumps there are hard pack and chattery yeah and it's like that bike does not work there yeah it was just like you got no traction it's just like the front wheel can move like sway underneath yeah. you i was just like i don't trust this fucking thing <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's funny how like that they couldn't get that Yamaha right for him. Nah. But I don't think they would try it. I don't think they let him, from no. what I heard anyway. Yeah, from from what Dean's told me, it's a, yeah, like they, they wouldn't let him try anything. And Which I was, is, they I wouldn't like let a, Barsha do anything even. No, nah, no one, not Plessinger. No, it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy when you're um, like a fan of it. Yeah. And that was one of those things where it's, I was ignorant because that's another level where I was talking about yeah. we've been in it forever. Yeah. I was just always under the impression if you got a factory bike, it you was like what you whatever you wanted and that thing was going to be ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah, like I, I probably, I don't know, I can't blow out too much of what he said because yeah, he yeah. might get in trouble. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was not a fan of it. Yeah. No, but no <laughs> yeah. one was. And then that, like that, that ended up ruining that team. Like that team yeah. went away because the from again from what i heard this isn't blowing dean out at all yeah but like management just wouldn't no one could change bikes they just didn't have yeah any kind of they wouldn't let the riders have any direction and it's just completely ruined the season it's just it's like made that bike sound like the biggest piece of shit to everybody but then you look at star and like first race of the year Ferrandis was on the podium and you know like they've had plessinger on the podium and yeah three bikes in the top 10 on that 450 so just a different group of people letting riders do what they want to do and it's completely changed that motorcycle yeah the, to me it makes zero sense like Dude, why right? would a manufacturer not want to do something that's going to make the bike better because the bike is going like the rider's going to do better it's going to look better for yamaha mm. like nothing about that situation that i can see makes yamaha Was beneficial. Look bad. Yeah, yeah 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 no i totally totally agree so, on that eh? yeah like it's and apparently they asked for stars set up just like just give us that yeah right and weren't allowed yeah yeah dude it's insane eh but they um yeah they like the the crazy thing too is dean went over on that privateer essentially just his cdr bike took his cdr suspension and then got on the fucking podium at high point yeah so it's just like just let the dude do what he wants to do he's obviously knows what's going on and you'd have to just expect that if you get you know, you win four Australian champions. That's what Dean won, right? Four titles? Did he win three or four? Hey, four. Yeah, four. 
maybe three. I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> I lost it. Ronan. I think it's three. I think sixteen to nineteen. Yeah. 16, yeah, he's a fucking animal. Like, why would you not let that dude have the maybe suspension four. that he wants? Yeah. Which year did he go to America? Oh, I can't remember. I think. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he come back in sixteen and. Dean Ferris was a six-time member of the Australian Motocross Nations team. 10, 13, 15, 16, 17, 19. Wow. Tell you what, that that Yamaha he rode in 13, that 250. The Cosworth one? That would have been a sick bike to ride. The three three gear bike. Three gear bike, yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Doesn't he still have one of those? He um he got it yeah he was trying to get the exact like all the parts and everything but I don't think he ended up getting all the parts yeah right. but he's got like um because Renee um yeah he got her to ride a couple of times and, like put factory suspension and stuff in it she had no idea but she was just cruising around and yeah it was legit like pretty well a full factory Cosworth Yamaha she was cruising around on like just around the farm dude that's <laughs> but, sick. yeah it's pretty sick he um did it say how many he's won. Uh, just have a look. This is pretty cool. This is cool. What's this on? I don't know. Oh, it's Dean Ferris. Oh, MXGP results. Oh, yeah. No, it won't be in there. Um, oh, there you go. Tw- really Dean Ferris championship term. Nah, that's all right. That's why we got the computer. Can't know everything. Um, oh, well. He, Dude, he, he won some championships. He definitely yeah. did. <laughs> he, he's had a pretty insane career, eh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's... um. Yeah, so it's cool sort of how he did it as well, I think. Yeah. Um, it's sort of inspiring to me and cool because I don't think he was really the guy that you would say had all the talent either. Mm. Like he, um, uh, yeah, I feel like he's just worked to get where he is Yeah. sort of thing. Like it wasn't just from talent. Like obviously he has talent, but yeah. um, I really believe it's most of it's from work and then working on different stuff. Like he told me actually... Uh, in his under 19 season where he started to do pretty good he didn't do a single moto that whole year not a not a 20 minute moto not nothing really? he just did corners and sections and really because he's like skill is gonna make me fast not yeah not being fit like i need to be faster so he worked on skills and stuff like that and that that blew me away i was like oh wow like he just said he did wheelies and jumps and ruts and like just sections he said did not do a single moto yeah and like i said he just saw his speed go from like one level just to a whole whole new level yeah the thing that i really like about dean and it's the thing that people don't like about him or don't appreciate about him is that like i i never knew until i went and stayed at his place in Kyogle, and then i was like i get it like i get why he's so good and i get what he's i get what he's about now you know because i think that a lot of people and I was probably one of these people at start. I was just like, he's just a fucking, he's just boring. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing cool about him, you know? Like, you'd kind of, if you just saw him on the weekends at the race, there was just nothing flashy, nothing cool, like nothing that you could really kind of get behind with yeah. him. But then when I went to his house and I saw how he lives, the setup, the, you know, like the the way that he treats racing, it's just like, it's just his craft. Yeah. You know, he's just like a... He's like a fucking blacksmith making swords. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But the swords is like his motocross, you know, racecraft. And it's yeah. just he lives in this little town on the family farm that he grew up in. He's got this house and a garage that he's got his cycle bike in and he just goes to work. And it's just a process. And then you see 
his wife's out there on the pit board and the girls are out there with him and he's got his machinery that he does the track work on and it's just like he lives in this self-sufficient hub yeah and it's like that's where he just does his work yeah and that's the thing that is it almost seemed to me like that was the enjoyment that he got out of it was just the putting in the work yeah and as i've gotten older fuck i appreciate that yeah you know like it's so cool and it's just you know i don't think he was appreciated enough during his career for those kind of things because you just didn't see him you know like and he, yeah. he, he wasn't the kind of guy that advertised it or cared for people to be like oh look how hard i work everybody like he just didn't care like he just wasn't he wasn't caring about being cool didn't want any of this shit that went along with it yeah he just wanted to be in Kyogle, get his fucking work done get better at riding and and he had a great career because of it yeah that it's just totally exactly what you just said is how it worked he was just in his bubble had his track gym cycle that's all he needed yeah it's like i'm just gonna put in the work and then you'd go there and be like every day just you get up do a little stretch warm-up go put in your motos go to the gym like now eat go to sleep <laughs> it was like yeah he just did that again and again and again and like the he did not want the anything like the only way he would do socials is because cdr or whatever it's say you need to do a post so at the end of the riding he'd hit two corners and get renee to take a video yeah and then that was it yeah. not really a caption with it just like riding today or a throttle emoji or something and back to it tomorrow it's like yeah. yeah it's pretty nuts it's a cool way to live your life man i think it's a like a underappreciated way like it's just not that flashy but yeah the more that the more that um like i guess the older i get and i think too like covid last year kind of forcing you to stay in the one place i've actually like i really enjoy that shit now yeah you know? like i crave a good predictable routine where i can do my work without distractions and then i crave being able to train every day and you know get better just you know slowly just get better at things and not have i guess the thing that stops it is all the different pressures that you gotta like you know i gotta get you go to work i gotta do this i gotta do that like i guess it's a bit easier when you're in control of your environment a little bit more but i mean even if you work a full-time job and you work eight hours a day you got 16 hours yeah you know, free to kind of to cultivate that that kind of lifestyle but yeah when i went there and and did that film project with him for fox i really got to appreciate dean ferris yeah and you just see like it even i'm sure with the photo shoot mm. he would have been like oh, i'm got to just i'm just going to do my work and then you just yeah. like you just Shooting take videos here. or yeah. something like that i could have like i wasn't there but i imagine that's what he would have been like because it's just like he doesn't give a shit he's like we're just doing the work yeah yeah no yeah, what? no, su- super cool dude. And um, yeah. it's, it's a bummer that he retired in the way that he did. Would have been really cool to see him get another another season in with Toddy. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. I um, yeah, I think a lot of people wanted to see that mm. with Toddy starting to go a bit better and whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited to watch Toddy and Mossy. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be an excitement anyway. But anyone in Mossy, I think it's uh, he seems to be man his social stuff blows my mind sometimes <laughs> what like the videos and shit he's posting and or just like oh he's basically just says everyone in mx1's crap they yeah. should be embarrassed <laughs> he's like he actually said that in a post really yeah he's like these teens and stuff should be embarrassed i just smoked him i'm out the back changed my own clutch and yeah. i was like 
shit, eh? Yeah. Well, he did win that race, I guess. Yeah, I um actually Kingaroy at Sunny State. He went there for round was that two the one of Sunny that he State. Smoked everyone. No, nah, no, nah, this was um. Oh, Kingaroy's where he crashed, right? Yeah, he crashed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he. I saw it. I actually caught him during our hot lap, like sprint lap, because you get seven minutes. It's like you've got to just quickly put in a lap. Yeah. I caught him, and then he got caught up with someone. So like we we're both sort of waiting for a lap, and we come in just before the start finish line, and I like full cut him off so hard on limiter <laughs> like i think i tapped him a little bit and i was like oh this is gonna be interesting and i just heard yamaha limiter behind me the whole lap <laughs> i was like oh i'm gonna get cut in half but um no it's gonna be exciting within there i think yeah i honestly think i probably don't want to get his bad side but i don't think he's he's gonna be there with todd yeah i think todd's just got too much and i think mossy's gonna be fast super fast but i don't think he's gonna be quite there yeah just with the time and stuff he's had off yeah yeah well i think um he said he's messaged me a couple times like we've sort of had a few back and forwards and you know he said that you know he's doing it with a full-time job and working and stuff and he's got a point but there's not many dudes in australia right now that are full-time making a wage just from riding you know like i know todd had a bunch of shit go down with husky i don't really know the details of it all but i know that a lot of people aren't getting um a lot this year um so you know todd's running his mechanic like his t-dub garage and his coaching yeah. so not a lot of dudes are working or riding full-time in yeah. 2021 so i mean i think this will be a very interesting year in australian motocross like it is it's a real reset in so many different ways because it sort of feels like sort of feels like last year of rock bottom yeah covid no series a bunch of people pulling out a bunch of teams going away dean getting hurt dean retiring like fuck man heavy year for australian mode like it just wasn't even on my mind at all and then you want to uh throw in the fact that sam moore's instagram post announcing his new gas gas 450 gets more likes and comments than aaron (laughs) tanty's it's like whoa fuck we are uh we're in trouble here guys <laughs> um, because uh, that dude's way faster than Sam but yeah. Um, but yeah so it feels like this year could be like I'm so saying all that I don't know if that's a bad thing no you know like it, we get a chance it's like a fresh reset yeah um, I'm super keen to watch especially the Todd and Mossy thing and you're right like Todd's just a fucking animal man like he just is on some different shit when it comes to like training and being good for those 30 minute motos like he's a fucking animal and he trains like a fucking animal so i think that i think that it's probably going to be pretty hard for mossy to beat him over those motos over that long but like pretty excited to have mossy back in the sport and hey he's done his time he served his band he's fucking back yeah and i'm keen yeah yeah i'm keen just like just going back to the season like the reset and everything i think it's it's super cool and something i've seen that you're starting to do now a bit as well it's like instead of just being like oh the sport's like struggling we just had this shit year it's like let's try to just promote it because it is sick and it's gonna be sick like with like you said mossy's gonna create fireworks um todd's gonna be awesome we've got so many guys like meddy's gonna be fast so yeah let's just try to promote it a bit and be like this season's gonna be cool yeah um and like do that side of things rather than like 
yeah, the, the sports like struggling yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I'm done with that shit yeah. attitude. I'm over it. Yeah. I, I had that attitude for I a while. I think so many people did. And it's like, um, it's cool to start seeing people more so now just like pumped just to watch it and whatever and be back in it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's going to be super sick. I reckon this year, honestly, to be a fan is going to be cool for Australian motocross because yeah. there's so many unknowns with the teams and stuff changing. And like I said, no one really knows what's going on behind the behind the scenes and stuff it seems like more riders are having to work and do different stuff yeah so it'll probably make it more of an even playing field yeah and then it's like 10 dudes battling for a win like you never know like i, I know i've raced um with todd now a couple times and gibsy and i can match those guys so like if i get a start i can run up there for a little bit even and then other guys like me and it's like it's i think it's gonna be unreal yeah yeah yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's it sort of, we we did come off a pretty bad year, but I think that that, that kind of is going to make everyone keen. And, and yeah, yeah, the fact that guys aren't on these solid programs and, you know, the dudes at the top. Because the problem with the sport in general is that it gets real top-heavy. Like, the you know, the rich get richer. The guys with the factory bikes and the good money, they can get the good, you know, full-time trainers and you know it can you can go down that road and then it just becomes like so unaccessible for people um that don't have that support to like match the effort that those guys can put in yeah but it seems like this year with the way that budgets are going down and stuff like that that you know it is going to be a bit of a leveler there are guys that um you know didn't get the paychecks that they normally get and can't i guess invest the time that they would have usually been able to but i think that this is when you're going to see the guys that really want to be there yeah because for yourself you know like the way that you've described your um situations like it's pretty obvious that you want to ride dirt bikes like yeah. you really want this because it's not an easy path what you're trying to do no not at all it's like and i think that's like what you said just then about people who want to be there I think that's what makes it cool because everyone who's there wants to be there, want to do well. Yeah. So that's going to make it competitive. It's like, I know me, it's like, I like you said, it's been a pretty hard path to get here. Um, like with so many different things, um, you just try to make it work the whole way through. Yeah. It's like, so now I'm here, I'm starting to get more and more of a mindset of like, why not win? Yeah. <laughs> like someone's got to win. I'm, I'm going to give it a go. If I don't, then I don't, but I may as well try. So yeah. I'm sort of coming into this um this year with that mindset it's like i'm gonna try to win it's like i know that people expect todd and those other guys to win but if you come in with that mindset and you want to be there it's like i can go and get 10th and it doesn't matter but i can still try to win yeah um so like i think that's makes it exciting and people are gonna want to be there and want to race and battle and uh, i know i want it so yeah yeah and i think that um the fact that it pretty much went away last year kind of shows everyone that okay we're all in this together if everyone doesn't make shit happen then nothing will yeah happen so i think that that's kind of a a good thing as well you know like everyone's got a bit of perspective that this can be taken away pretty quickly yeah yeah definitely yeah i I know with um like with my injury of my neck and everything and um so many things you can see it can be taken away so it's like Mm. um not old but in motocross you're getting older it's like i want to really have a crack these next few years yeah and it's like just make the sport the sport cool like, yeah let's try to grow it let's try to get more people on the gates because it's going to be better for me it's going to be better for todd going to be better for you yeah like yeah it's going to be sweet 
hundred percent. So mm. what about the lights class? Who you reckon, who can you see if you're if you're being a sports commentator? What do you what do you think is going to go down the lights class? Oh, I mean, Jays seem to be a tad off lately, like mm. in the preseason stuff. I don't know if it's just like getting started late or whatever. Um, he's always solid. I think he said he had some like just little niggling injuries lately. Hasn't yeah, he? yeah. I think he might have just like little stuff going on because mm. he's. He still seemed to be winning him though. <laughs> like he's just he's there. Yeah. But his speed, like there's a lot of quick dudes. Like just the Queensland stuff that I've seen. Yeah. Um, heaps of quick young fellas and stuff. And I know like NATO is going to be fast. Dobson's always fast if he can put it together. Um, I think Kyle Webster's going to be. The guy. He he's sort of my guy. Yeah. I think that he's going to be really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a Webster fan from watching. I really want Jay to win. Yeah. Um. But I think Webster is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think he's going to be a front. Jay, Jay, and Kyle are like my two. Like, you know, I fuck. I like a few of the boys though. Like yeah. Nato and and Jesse. Like, there's a couple of fucking lords that are going to be rolling around in the lights class this year. But yeah, I think that I think that it's a interesting spot for the lights class in Australia because obviously last year they had the year off. Who so who won the title before? Todd Wilson Todd yes uh, yeah. okay so Wilson Todd so he's not there so it's like an open it's an open deal now yeah. like did there's you, no number one play did you see that he might be grazing oh really he said like do you reckon there's gonna be a um, red background number one Kawasaki on the gate ooh and did I, you hear I, that? I know he's in Oz what do you know about that Ronan um, I just saw like the Wilson Todd Jesse Thompson thing there was, like, I didn't see Jesse but what happened yeah. there no like there was like playing around just like friends on the stories and then Wilson Todd was like oh you're gonna see a red number one on this bike this year Ooh. Yeah, so right. I don't know how many rounds he's gonna be doing before MXGP or yeah. that's super smart if he does that it'd be sweet like, he should do that yeah. for sure and then I'd probably almost start leaning towards Wilson for round one yeah you'd have to think <laughs> he so. was really good the year that he won yeah oh yeah yeah well dude um, Kyle at one thaggy will be good though yeah, yeah, that's true. He's like, I feel like he's a dude that, he, yeah, he could have a chance winning one thaggy regardless. Yeah. I think Regan as well. Regan's going to be, I'm excited. Regan's to watch, 450, isn't Yeah, it? yeah, I'm yeah, excited yeah. to watch him in the 450 class. Yeah. I think he could fuck shit up at certain rounds. Yeah, you show it. Look, saw his um, MX, like, Nations ride. Like, dude. It, the kid's got talent. Insane. He's fast. Man, he's, he turned down a bunch of rides too. Yeah. Fucking crazy, man. Like, Europe rides? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, okay. I had I just had, to get more experience, or yeah, fuck. Well, I don't know whether it would have been the move to go with um, all like the COVID and COVID oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had team managers from America call me like, "Hey, who's Regan Duffy?" And I like had to explain to like everyone. Yeah, okay. It was fucking yeah. gnarly. That's but, cool um, though. Yeah, so he's a fucking g dude like that he's got such a big future yeah but yeah i'm excited to see um how he'll go for the season but i think that yeah it's like pretty much up to like jay or kyle to be the dude yeah to like step up you know um so and i feel like if you think about it kyle's last real racing was motocross nations yeah yeah uh, and he did good yeah like yeah really 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 yeah. good it was like heartbreak sort of thing like he was flying and then he got stuck like got bogged yeah whatever but he looked good hey yeah yeah so i don't know i feel like he's probably gonna be the dude and i think that yeah jay like so the i guess the 
the title is definitely very vacant into and there's room for just someone to fully step up instantly and yeah. because NATO is going to be fast. He's coming off a year in Europe. The Circo bike's going to be good. He's injured, though. Is he? Oh, so he, fuck. He's been injured. He's yeah, only right. just started riding again. I was uh, actually riding with him yesterday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so like, he'll start a little slow, I think. Yeah. And then, then come good, yeah. Mm. So, and then the same with, like, Jesse. I think Jesse will be super fast, but he's never been a guy that's like, I'm here for every round of this championship. No, he's and never you've been. Got to, you've yeah. got, like, I will be there at Coulomb. So I think that if you're looking at two guys that can do that, it's Jay and Kyle. Yeah, they'll be like the two guys that will probably be in with a shot the last two rounds at Coolum. And then yeah, it's like there's a whole crew of dudes that can be faster than fuck. Oh yeah, they can mix between. it up. Yeah, yeah. so it'll yeah, be pretty cool. I wonder how good the TV is going to be. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping they do a good job mm. because it's um. Yeah, like it's obviously it's a bit of an opportunity. It's cool that it's free to air and whatever, um, but yeah, it's like they need to make it cool, just not make us look. Yeah, you know, who's doing the commentary and stuff? Um, I'm not sure the chick's name. There's a chick from like V8 Supercars. I think yeah. it does a bit. Um, and I think yeah, Lee Hogan's TV's? got something to do with oh, it. Oh, that'd be cool. Lee's good. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the TV. Oh, here we go. Good on your rounds. We're on. Twenty twenty go up. 2021 Pro MX Championship to air on SBS, Fox Sport, and streaming. Oh, so it is streaming as well. So 2021, we'll see the Penrite Pro MX Championship presented by AMX Superstores, boasts the biggest television package in history. Um, fans across the globe, blah, 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 blah. Go down. Um, Pro MX TV will bring the viewers behind the scenes with exclusive feature content of the championship delivering two and a half hours of live race day action of the Thor MX-1, Pirelli MX-2, and Maxxis MX-3 classes. What's the MX-3 class? Is that the 125? No, it's under-19s have changed it. Okay. So it's actually 14 to 18 now. Dude, so that's juniors cool. can be in it. It's kind of like the Europe one. has like, you know, the one that Jet Lawrence raced? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That's a really good idea. It's really cool for like talented young juniors here. Because... Yeah. Like, uh, Obviously, they don't have the chance. They can't ride on the same tracks as the pros and stuff. Even yeah. if you're a super fast fourteen-year-old, I am all you can't about do it. it. So, yeah. like, it, this is super cool for that. Yeah. Apparently, there's um, I heard there's ninety entries for the class. Wow. So there's gonna be like fifty dudes that don't qualify. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. They so should cool run a B, the They should run a B main. They can if they Seriously. can fit it. Like. Because, yeah, you're going to have 50 dudes that don't qualify. They should run, like, a B-main, like, a 50-minute yeah. mode or something. Maybe, yeah. And I guess they'll see how they go with the thing. That's fucking awesome. Who's, like... Is there any super talented... Because that Brad West kid... He's he, MX2. Oh, is he... So, he's racing MX2? I think so, yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. He fucking rips, eh? Yeah. He's, he's a little bit off, though. Like, yeah. from the Queensland races, he's been... Because there's been 10 really fast dudes doing just the Queensland stuff yeah. so far. And he's Who's sort the of around the eight. You fastest? Yeah. Jesse's really fast right now. Dude, he looks so good but on the bike he, too. He always does though. Like yeah, it's, he just he can't put good. it together. Yeah. But he's always really good. Um, NATO's always really fast. Young Jace Cosford, you heard of him? Nah. He's Looking actually from... Oh, you, you should follow him. Really? He does some stupid like... He's one of those guys. I've told him to, uh, like, be a stuntman. Yeah. Just because he's, like, just little ripped sort of kid and, like, yeah. just does, like, heaps of cool, crazy stuff. It, yeah, that's it. 
um, there's a cool video if you probably go back a bit um, he like does a backflip off a pole Let, oh is it that one there is know. it a video or is that just a photo? photo try to find that video yeah watch this oh fuck he's shredded yeah he is is he gonna land on his bike are you serious <laughs> fuck <laughs> off dude that's a broken anything oh, it, to he did hurt himself too doing it oh really he's just a weapon like he yeah what a g so this guy reminds me of Joel Rizzo. You remember him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I was a Rizzo fan growing up because like, he was, I was a, older than me. Dude, I was a... Oh, dirty. I was a Rizzo fan too, to be honest. Yeah, this kid's got a lot of talent. Really? And he's... Um, he's just a fucking nut. Yeah, and he's super... Um, oh. He's fit and whatever, so like... I feel like... And this year he has been really fast. Like, he's beat Jay and stuff straight up in these really? local races click a couple some, times. Click on that video there. Yeah, go down, go down. Yeah. Where's this at? This is at uh, oh, that ne- next, level. next level place, yeah. yeah. Right. I've been meaning to get out there, but fuck, it's pretty hard to get away from here. Yeah, it's a bit of a hike from here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this kid, um, he if he gets a start, like he can definitely mix it up and he'll be there the whole motor. And yeah, he's not right. scared to bang bars. Like yeah, if right. It's, he doesn't take any crap sort of thing, so that, that could be exciting. Um, I don't know too many of the like down south guys yeah but as far as a queensland guy like um i know he can run it up with jesse nato jay all those sort of guys so if he gets a start he'll he'll be up the front as well yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah man it'll um yeah it'll be pretty it'll be a pretty cool season I, i'm excited to follow it like i've been a bit of a bit shit when it comes to following it over the last few years but i think this year will be really cool to, to yeah. try and get into it and yeah, that's right. There should be some cool storylines and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, we definitely, we definitely need a day. What tracks have we got? We got so, one Thaggy first round. Yeah, then we go Canberra. Yeah, um, Gilman. I've never been there. Never seen that's it. That's in South, South Australia. Australia. Right? Yeah. Dude, look up that track. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I raced a South Australian state title round at Gilman, and yeah, it was right. fucking good. What's what sort of dirt is it's it? It's like sandy. It's kind of like Murray Bridge style. If oh, if right, it's the yeah. right one, I love Murray Bridge. So if it's something like that would be sick. Yeah, click on like that one there. That uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice dirt, dude. It does look good in that photo. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it would have been in like '09, I reckon. But yeah, it was really good. Medi will be fast there. Gibbsy will be fast there. Um, where's it go after that? Ooh, after that. Here we go. Maitland. 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 Is that any good? Um, it's sort of pretty tight, um, yeah. hard pack sort of track. Yeah. Um, it's probably not the coolest track. It's not too bad. And then got Albury. I can't remember. I think that's hard pack, sort yeah, of black, not, slippery soil. Yeah, it's not the best. I think it's QMP then. Is that round six? Uh, yeah. I'll be there with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging off Fly it. Fly jets down. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be pretty good. The, I think QMP, like, if they could prep QMP right, that'd yeah. be pretty sick. Yeah. Like, that'd well, get... Where would they run it? I think they'd probably do what they do at Day in the Dirt and join the tracks. Or well, I've heard that the, the Pro Tracks crew... Yeah. I don't know who I heard this from, but maybe they'll, like, fix up the national track down the back, back and do something with that. I don't, I don't yeah. know why they'd do that. Like, that to me seems stupid. But, like, there's nowhere to park and watch and all that kind of stuff. 
it's yeah. too far away. And why build a track for one day of the year? Why wouldn't you build, like, make the tracks that everybody rides every day better and national calibre? Yeah, because I think what they should do is they should do that MX2 track at the back yeah. and the natural terrain track mix and them just together. mix those two together. Yeah. That would be fucking sick. You wouldn't really need to do anything more than that, I don't think. Because, like, that, na- think, yeah. that natural terrain track's pretty sick. Yeah. And then if you went and made some bigger jumps on that um, on that MX2 track, the dirt's good. It's a pretty good layout. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're better off investing in the current infrastructure yeah. than just making like a totally new track because the thing too this is where people fuck up track prep on new track like if you build a track for a race it takes so long to get water in turn in, yeah, into that yeah. dirt you know like that's the problem that they have with the that national track for day in the dirt is they wet it and they're like oh we're soaking it but it doesn't go like all the way through yeah, like the dirt the dirt in the natural terrain track and MX2, because they water it every single week. It changes the dirt. Like, yep. it actually, there's, like, a consistency that goes, like, all the way through. And it's not like you got the wet shit on top and then you just blow through to dust. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely a good point. You always see it with new tracks. Yeah. It's like, there'll be a section here that's mud puddle, and yeah. then you go straight to, like, hard-packed dust, and it's, like, blowing everywhere. So, it'd be a cool idea just to find a combination of the two tracks. Yeah pick the best ones parts of it and add it together that'd be sick yeah i reckon they can and they've got a start area on that natural terrain one too yeah like there's an area to do starts so well and that would be the best place for viewing that'd be yeah. the best place to view the the start be interesting to see what they do there yeah because that's be. a really good opportunity for a national because you think about um like man i think they've said to us that they get around 600 bikes uh, a weekend yeah, to MX1. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, just get you know six hundred, seven hundred spectators like just by the people that go riding there. That's before you even get any yeah. other spectators, and you've got a chance to advertise it to all those people every single weekend. Yeah. Like if you do the signage right and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not too far from like here or Brizzy sort of thing, so you can get people to travel for it for sure to go check it out. Yeah. I think it would be, yeah. It should be cool if they do it right. Yeah. yeah. And then and then two rounds at Coolum, which will, uh, dude, fuck. 30 minutes at Coolum, bro. <laughs> it's gnarly. That it place is, gnarly. is no joke. No. Like, we rode there the other day, and McCoy invited us after one of his coaching things. And I was just said to Sam, I was like, Dude, could you imagine if you had to do this for your job? <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> fuck that, man. It is so gnarly. Yeah. It's like just... And then imagine that just like way more beat up too. Oh, we like didn't even get second, super rough. Yeah. Second day of the national, it's just like, it's holy. It's like there's no rest ever. Mm. And the jumps aren't big enough to give you a rest. Yeah, and true. Some eh? of the like tabletops there end up with a whoop section up it so you don't jump it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Yeah, it's a super gnarly track, that's for sure. Like, I know pretty well anyone who goes there, and I've even heard from American guys that have come over here, they're like, that track's just different. Yeah. Something about it's just brutal. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't get, like, a normal sand track. No. Nah. Like, a normal rough sand track, like that one that you ride. Yeah, It yeah. just gets the big whoops, and you Rollers. can time them, and you can roll them, and you can kind of get, like, a flow going around it. Yeah. Call them, man. It's just not like that at all. And yeah. it's so hard to, like 
the outsides just get so beat up and then the insides get just like deep ass ruts in it like it's a fucking gnarly joint it's yeah special place to ride i always do good there though so i'm I'm pretty pumped with the two rounds there always Yeah. yeah have you put in a bunch of time there um just throughout the years sort of thing not like specifically going there every week or anything but yeah. just like i've grown up in queensland sort of deal so i ride there race there forever sort yeah. of deal yeah i've always done yeah done pretty good there yeah yeah mm. it's definitely a home track advantage kind of place if yeah definitely put in a bunch of time and i don't know what it is either it's like i feel like i'm pretty fit like i i do train pretty good but I think it's like I know how to suffer more than everyone else or something yeah. because at the end of the motos, I'm always one of the quickest, like all the time. Even pretty though well. you're cooked. Yeah, like you look at all the like Harvey Bay races and stuff from previous years, Queenslands and stuff. It's like I'm the quickest guy the last three laps. Yeah. It's like sort of always, I don't know what the go is there. It's like I get tired and I get faster. Like I just somehow can just suffer through it. Um, and that obviously helps it cool them because... I don't think there's anybody that's not hurting. Like yeah. every single person is hurting from about 10, 15 minutes in. And if you can just suffer through the rest of it, you do pretty good. I know it's always, it's like if I'm around 10th or something on like 15 minute mark, it's like, I'm going to get fifth or something. Like yeah, it, yeah. You just start reeling them in because it's like my lap time either stays the same or goes faster and everyone else drops off. Yeah. And what, what's like your one of those mindset tracks. in that when you're in that mode? I don't know. you're in I pain, just, like your arms hurt, your back hurt, your yeah. legs hurt everything hurts it's just i don't know i just can't quit i Mm. guess it's like i just i don't know how to just be like okay i'm just going to cruise it in i just go as hard as i can the whole time sort of thing yeah i just don't know how to slow down almost it seems weird to be like okay i'm going to back it down a few seconds yeah yeah whereas other guys they just because fuck i'm like that man i get to a point where i'm like okay it's the I, it's unsafe now for me yeah. to like keep pushing <laughs> to keep yeah. pushing yeah. and luckily I don't have to do that so as soon as I feel unsafe I just slow down yeah maybe that's something that's going to beat me on a 450 I might have to start figuring that because you don't want to ride tired on a 450 nah Cause, and at the same speed because that will that will hurt you yeah. yeah so what's your plan so you literally leave from here to Wontaggy right yeah legit from when we're done here I start driving that's so sick yeah yeah just start going down and it'll be sweet and so what's your plan um first round one daggy do you you stay down there are you gonna try and stay around like you're just gonna follow the season and not really come back home yeah exactly so i'm gonna i think it's gilman yeah um so they're all down south so yeah i'm gonna stay around until after gilman and just try to coach weekends in between and then try to find some people who might let me ride their tracks or something like that um, yep. to get some training in between dude it'll be great for your content yeah it'll be cool i'll go that's the idea we'll go travel and see stuff yeah and then like go train at all different sort of tracks and stuff instead of the same ones on repeat yeah um all different tracks check out different places and yeah we're pretty pretty pumped for it actually yeah when you're down at um in vic you should try and get to uh ross beaton's place yeah, actually message Ross. Oh, did you? I think he's super busy with like, he's got a lot of guys and he's got that training yeah. thing that he does, but yeah. um, whatever it's called, so I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's super busy, but he said he'll um he'll try to help me out if he can. That'd be sick. But yeah, because it looks he's like G, he's got dude. some cool stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, where, which year? 2017, I um met Jed Beaton. Yeah. And um I had to take him from Toowoomba after that national down to Dean's place. Yep. And um, 
yeah i got to meet him there he's like nicest dude ever he's the best though. yeah and he's still like message me on instagram and stuff and i'm like this guy's so sick like he's just such a genuinely nice dude he is man and then yeah he was telling me about his brother and he's he's really talks highly of his brother's coaching and stuff and like yeah. how how good of a technique guy he is and yeah um so like yeah it'd be cool to just see what those guys do a little bit yeah yeah what um where where are you looking at mostly for like technique stuff like what's your what's your strategy for analyzing and improving on technique so as far as analyzing i see a lot of the video stuff um but i can feel it a lot now as well i remember that time jed was telling me how important your feet are yeah and he said it took him 12 months of every day just trying to think on your toes on your toes on your toes yeah um he said it took him 12 months to figure it out but he got it and he said it's so much better everything comes from your toes and um just throughout the years i've learned all the right techniques but now my biggest focus is my hips yeah so i've had two hip surgeries um and i technically need another one like the surgeons want to do another one but i said no what what's the injury so it's a fai it's like a femoral acetabular impingement they Mm. call it and it's not even from dirt bikes i was just lucky enough to be born with a little lump on my femur yeah um and just from how they diagnose that mri yeah yeah mri so it actually sort of annoying um like i went to a bunch of doctors and was like oh my hip hurts like it clicks and pops and gets stuck like you just gotta stretch just stretch and like i stretch and it hurts more yeah yeah so like i stretch and i get up and i limp for like 10 minutes i can't walk properly yeah and um took forever like years sort of thing and then i went to a doctor who's finally like oh we'll we'll get it checked out basically said like the little lump i had on my femur just tore up all my cartilage in my hip like rolled carpet he said yeah so i had to go in split my hip and then cut the cartilage out yeah and then shave off that bit of the femur and i got healed up after that and then still had the pain so then they're like oh we get more aggressive do it again it's still not really any good so really it doesn't have the click and pop anymore but i really struggle to squat and to so if i where's the pain like what part deep in my hip and in like the front in the side it it feels feels front yeah towards the front yeah so um i've been big into trying to foam roll and stuff and it helps massively i have to um like friends of mine always get up me on the at the track because i take forever to get ready yeah but if i don't foam roll and stuff it just i can't sit on the bike so you sit in the pits you hold onto your bars and you just sit your feet on the pegs I can't do that. Really? That's how bad my hip is. My knees has to poke out. Oh, so it won't like turn in. Yeah, like I don't have that um, internal rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously that's super important. Yeah. And then um, if I rotate my hips out to drive like that technique, you watch Ken Roxon and Sexton and all those so guys. Toes in. Toes in and then they rotate, like they poke their ass out. Yeah. Um, that poking your ass out, I'm always rounded a little bit because if I do that, it pinches. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I'm really working on at the moment is trying to free up this somehow. Yeah, um, okay. I've, a couple of your podcasts I listen to for like stem cells and different stuff. I'm like, maybe something to look into there. Yeah. Um, because I I put a lot of effort in trying to get it right. And I, yeah. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's that's sort of something that's holding me back a little bit. Do you do any like shit with a lacrosse ball or just foam roller? A little bit with a lacrosse ball and stuff. Like yeah. I, I actually use a softball. Yeah. Um, and yeah try to get into like my glutes and stuff and really get in there yeah and it, it does help for yeah. sure it definitely helps yeah i've been uh, like obviously because i hurt my um i hurt my hip last year 
and like since then my hips have just been completely fucked but i've always had impingement um my right hips worse than my left hip um yeah but either they're both bad to the point where like i actually you know when you go to do the splits like if you lay down and you put your legs against the wall and then you like yeah. just did the splits there so like in the front part of my hip in the same place and both hips it just stops yeah okay. so i literally can't even stretch my groin yeah because my hip like i just don't have enough hip mobility there yeah i sort um, of got the same yeah so i've been doing um i've been doing i can uh text it to you but it's um it's like a just a 20 minute or 17 minute hip mobility routine yeah and you know one thing that's really helped me out is just like sitting with my hands back just sitting on the ground knees up in front of me and then doing like that hip swivel yeah just yeah. like back and forward back just over and over yeah. and that's actually that's like the first exercise that you do so you lean back a fair bit to do that oh uh, i'm getting better like i can just yeah sort you of, can yeah, really do like, it now yeah sort of pretty much do it um but the other thing there's a really cool like you lay on your side and then you get a yoga block so your legs are at 90 degrees you're yeah. laying on your side so legs there and then you put the yoga block in between your knees yeah and then you just like um so this is my top leg and i just like you flare it up so it's like external rotation yeah and you're holding onto it for 30 seconds oh okay and like the fucking hips are cramping like all your hip flexors and shit like that they'll all cramping and spazzing out you can't do it and your legs like shaking and then you put it back down then you do like three sets of 30 seconds yeah um and that man massive difference yeah okay so like yeah. doing that and then you go into the hip swivel and then you rotate away and then that forces like internal rotation you can feel your femur like move in your in yeah, your hip right. yeah. and it's man so good yeah and so i've been doing this for probably oh i I've, like i stretch every day but i'm always trying to find new things to do and man this routine's just helped so much dude yeah, i did it sweet. before jiu-jitsu last night yeah and like probably you know 30 percent improvement Holy, just yeah. from doing a, like a good warm up before it yeah but um i'd be all about trying it for sure i like it's it sucks honestly it's hard eh? yeah like a um like having bad hips just is just no fun sort of yeah. thing yeah so um yeah it'll be awesome like i heard you say in um one of the, your podcasts like you got down an asian squat like you yeah. squat down to do that I was yeah. like that's like a dream for me yeah well this like guy it seems this, unrealistic the actually um ronan just go on youtube pull it up tom merrick i think it's um i know i've you've I've seen, seen his him stuff. Yeah. yeah so yeah. i'm following his um merrick m-e-r and then yeah just go um hip follow along or uh squat follow along in youtube Yeah, just look up his thing. It's, uh... Yeah, you've already watched it. <laughs> What's that? You've already watched it. Got the purple right in there. Oh, yeah, I've watched it so much. Yeah, so this one I've been doing. So, yeah, chuck that on. Yeah, so this this one I've been doing um, is a 15-minute beginner squat flexibility routine. Yeah. The thing that... Um, it's good, too, when you do these kind of routines the follow along stuff a because like the time you're like you're you're forced to do it yeah for the yeah. same amount of time that, that he says sort of just takes like the guesswork out of it but um i the big thing that was stopping this position so like i don't really need the squat like my 
I've got it to the point where my hips actually feel good in that squat now. Yeah. The thing that stop it, yeah, that that's that warm up. Yeah, yeah. There. See, I can't do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So do you have to lean back real far to real do it? Real far, yeah. Yeah, so my left hip, when I do that, I've got to kind of like wiggle my bum like it's not fully smooth, but it's a lot better than, than what it was even a couple of weeks ago when I first started doing it. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that my calves were the thing that stops my Slavic squat now. Yeah, okay. So yep, all yep. That, and the front muscles on your shin. Um, yeah. I can't remember the technical name for that. Um, but yeah, they, those are the things now that are stopping my stopping my squat. But my hips, yeah. like I've made such big improvements already just from this. All this stuff is like just so, I don't know, interesting to me now. And I yeah. want like, it's crazy. Like back in the day, I went to certain trainers and stuff. I actually had a personal trainer tell me like, don't stretch while you're stretching. Yeah, right. And like you're a motocross rider. Like he asked me, why do you stretch? And I said, I don't know. Dude, I Dean just, would stretch, stretch a lot, eh? Yeah. Um, and I was, I didn't have an answer for him. Like this is a while ago when I was about 15 or something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, no need to stretch. It just makes you, um, makes you weaker. And it's like the dumbest thing ever, but you, I didn't know. So I just, yeah. just listened to him and I was like, yeah, sweet. And then now I'm regretting it so much. And I think like when I do my coaching skills, actually, I yeah. usually do afterwards, I do a stretch session with the people. That's cool. And I explain to them how big it is. Um, Cause it was actually Dean opened my eyes to it. Yeah. Um, and when we, we went down there and I was, I couldn't get in the positions I needed to. My hips were so bad. And I actually spent two months, I got a good trainer and we spent two months away from dirt bike. Yeah. Just stretched mobility and that sort of stuff. And I got a lot better. Yeah. I was two seconds a lap faster. Wow. And I like I felt like I was stuck at that point. It's like I don't know how to go faster. Yeah. It's because I couldn't use technique. Yeah. I had to lean back. Yeah. To get my leg up and yeah. stuff like that. Like I was just so unflexible and now I, that sort of opened my eyes. It's like I need to get better and better and better. Yeah. And then I can get faster. Yeah. Like instead of just twisting the throttle, I can use the right techniques and stuff. Yeah. I think that's super important. So I sort of try to teach that now in my schools and stuff. Um the there's a really good um like the hamstring one as well because that position that you want to get into on the bike puts so much extra pressure on your hamstring hamstring yeah and so like super flexible hamstrings i remember todd came home from europe like when he first first went over to europe and i remember him saying once to me dude caroli is just like next level flexible and i was yeah. like what the fuck are you like what does that even matter dude? you know <laughs> yeah like i yeah. had no idea i wasn't doing jiu-jitsu at this point like and that's the thing i didn't realize what flexibility really was until i started doing jiu-jitsu because you yeah. just get folded like yeah. constantly yeah and uh and then i was like i i realized a i'm actually pretty flexible in terms of if someone was like pushing on me i can deal with the pain and relax and let it go yeah. all the way yeah. and i was like oh maybe i actually am a little bit like I am kind of flexible, but then when you just statically stretch, it wasn't there. Like it really, you had to take someone like pushing on you. Yeah. So I was yep. like, oh, I want to work on this now. But yeah, now like you get put in the correct attack position, and you your your hamstrings. If you got tight hamstrings, like you just can't stay there that long. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just flexibility. Like it's strength because you're fighting against being unflexible yeah. so like it all works against each other and it's like just a bad circle yeah it's like if you're not flexible then you've got to use more like hip flexor to try to lift that yeah. leg and everything and it's just a big vicious circle yeah so i'm really trying to work on it at the moment um and like with that hip thing i 
um, when I was in hospital from when I broke my neck, I was in there for so long and I sort of just assumed whatever was going on with my hip would have just fixed Recover, itself. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as I started being able to walk again, I was like, oh, it's, it's still there. It flared up straight away. And then the rest of my body was all tight because I laid in a bed for three months. Yeah. And I was like, well, now it's like I'm just finding the benefits from that little bit I did with Dean and then the few foam rolling. I was like, I'll be limping. Yeah. Foam roll for 10 or 15 minutes and walk normal. Yeah. It's like, I think like it's so crazy how important that is and how little people I think do it or know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. I that's one of my things. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I don't have that many things I do, but I tried to just make it such a big part of my shit just every day. Yeah. Man, like I've noticed like you're young still in terms of your like physically you know to be 26 like that's a yeah. good number for your body yeah but yeah. it goes down <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's it once you get to like literally when you get to 30 yeah you, you yeah. hit like you I, I reckon 30 30 to 33 is probably like this is my guess based off being 32 <laughs> but like 30 to 33 is when you your body will be like fully ready to be in its prime like not like yeah. it will just be in its prime like if you you're not stretching if you're not fit but I feel like my body accepts hard work at this age better than it ever did. Yeah. Like, because you, I don't know whether there's something to do with like just your physiology of like, uh, you're done growing in terms of like height and whatever. And then anything that any gains you make just goes onto the body. The body's not getting bigger or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but with that, there's a lot of degeneration of your joints and, that extra years of just crashes and all that just sitting at a desk like man i know the the month where our youtube numbers will be the biggest my neck will be the sorest yeah (laughs) that's just Just a direct relationship from fucking sitting down yeah because you spend so much time sitting down so yeah it's just like the investment that you make in your body and the fact that you're doing it now i mean you know you look in a a couple years time when you're ready to hit like that because look at todd i think todd's 30 now but like he's just physically just killing it right now. Yeah, you know, he puts in so much effort, and like you can just see how like developed he is. Yeah, yeah, and it's um you can get better too, which is yeah. the thing. Like when you see stuff like you're talking about, you can improve and you can do stuff like this. But um that's something I found through motocross and everything is how crazy it is that there's just like any job, there's good doctors and shit doctors. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just like a plumber or like a yeah. mechanic, man. It's the same thing because I had doctors like yeah you're that's as good as you're gonna get your hip like it's just you need another surgery and it's like yeah it's and then my trainer and stuff he's like oh let's just try to do it another way just trust me give me a couple months yeah and we got it so much better i still got a lot of work to do yeah but um doing all the stuff that you're talking about it makes a big difference and like you can do stuff without surgery and doctors yeah. and pills and all this sort of stuff i'm finding and Man, it, it's so annoying, really, when you look at it because so many people trust doctors. Yeah. And, like, you should. Like, they're smart, super smart people, but there's a lot of crappy ones. Yeah. And I found it with my hip and with my neck, and they just, yeah, I don't know. They just tell you that you can't get any better. Well, the thing is, too, is that no one knows your body like you do. Yeah. And I think that one of the... It's like you don't know what you don't know. So there's all these things. Like, I didn't know that my calves and that were what was really fucking up my squat yeah i thought it was my hips but it's like then you start to do the 
um, these routines, you figure out how tight other stuff is. And so you're in, you, what you got to do is just get into a process of improvement. Yeah. And then you'll learn exactly like over time by just doing things so much, you can't help but learn what you need. Yeah. And you can change things around. You can change your routine. You can try different things. And once you find something that works, then you find something else that works and you just kind of go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And I think it's kind of like anything though, really, you know, like even what you're doing with your YouTube channel, like you'll get better at the, the filming and the editing and the, yeah. and the posting. And there's so much stuff like the more that you just do, the more you'll learn and the, you know, it, and it like aggregates over time. Like it builds up over time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so for sure. It's just like, you just, it's, what's the thing? It's like the more, you know, the more you learn that you don't know or whatever yeah, like yeah, that yeah. saying yeah it's like yeah it's like i find that with just about everything hey it's like you just open up a whole another can of worms like i didn't even know about this yeah yeah so it's um i don't know trying to learn everything it's just the hard part yeah so um so let's shout out some of uh some of your sponsors and the people that have got you going let's shout out the links to your youtube channel let's <laughs> shout out or do the do the shameless plug and then we'll get you on your way to one thaggy mate of, yeah. um in really enjoyed you coming on the podcast i'm super glad yeah. to, get to do it no i appreciate you having me on um yeah so my pit board actually i don't know if you've seen oh, that yeah yeah talk, um, let's talk about that real quick yeah i uh so i actually import and sell those now yeah. my, my pit board yeah um my pit or whatever you want to write yeah, it'll, we'll give, it'll come up um dot com dot au mate come on <laughs> just do my pit board it'll come up there you go um yeah, so basically it's a pit board on your handlebars yep. that'll automatically do your lap times and stuff. Um, so like MX Farm the other day when we were there, like it, I just pick a spot on the track. Yeah. Um, I picked a spot before the big triple. So then each time I come past that spot, it'll display on my handlebars my lap time. Oh, so if sick. I go up over the triple, I just got to look just down at my lap time and I got my own instead of having a mechanic there. Epic. Yeah, so it's sweet. Jay Wilson actually bought one off me. Um, not long ago and he said he doesn't know why every pro doesn't have one yeah. medi's got one yeah right um more and more people i think i just don't know what it is yeah um just yet but it's such a cool thing like, so yeah. so you can set do you have to put anything on the track no so where it's got the lap time mode there yeah. basically on your handlebars it's just on there just click that and it goes off gps wow so then you go you go to your point where you want it set and you go set point it'll load for a second yeah. um wherever you were each time you come past that point of the track and just display it wow yeah so super simple um and then after your moto you can click on like a little timer thing and show all your laps sort of thing yeah so um you can break it down to segment mode and everything but typically you just do lap times and and so will it show your total time as well yeah if you look down yeah so it's top left side of the screen is like total time then it's got your laps like yeah. how many laps you've done and your difference from your last lap. And yeah. then the main screen is just your lap time. Yeah, right. And, and it'll display green or red, whether you're faster or slower than your last lap too. Oh, sick. So like if you, some reason, didn't get a quick, like get to look at it enough, you'll at least see if it was faster or slower. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, you get the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, it and is then super cool. How's the segment mode work? So you're basically, it's just how you set the start finish line. You yep. just do that around the track wherever you want it so you just go to the next first segment you're like okay three corners in i'll set it here then four corners in i'll set it here and then you can split the track into different sections yeah as you go past there it'll display that 
until you get to the next segment then it'll display it until you get to the next segment yeah can you set it so like you know how the other day i was just doing segments at mx yep. farm so I, you could set it to like the start of the berm at the back to the right the first u-turn right could yep. you set it there and then you could just cut the track and then yeah, like, yeah. and it'll just so tell you that in that's code. actually section mode oh. so you can just you just go a to b yeah and it'll just time that that's sick yeah it's pretty sweet it, do you want one yeah i'll, I'll hook you up with one for sure yeah, yeah yeah that'll be unreal we'll get you to test her out yeah yeah, yeah 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 see what you reckon because um that's what I, like when i gave jay a go of it and stuff i was like just i just want your opinion like yeah. what do you think yeah and he's yeah he called me and had a good chat and he's just like yeah i don't know why everyone doesn't have one Dude, but it's new i think is the thing but once people realize what it is yeah like america everyone's got mechanics, mechanics and pit yeah. boards and stuff but yeah here obviously the budgets aren't there to do that so we're training by ourselves a lot yeah so it's it's unreal you got your time to push yourself over that yeah massively because it's like if you're trying to do a 30 minute moto you're the only one on the track yeah and you got no pit board you almost start thinking about you know home and away or (laughs) (laughs) whatever pops into your head sort of deal so it's sweet because you see the 124 and then you're like i gotta beat that and gotta beat that gotta be that and keep training like i did 55 minutes overall the other day of sprints yeah um because i was trying to get a 119 on this track yeah and i was doing 120s 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 and just doing sprint lap and i'd have a break and think about how to go faster and do again and then yeah it's like i could just went for an hour of trying to chase myself just with the timer that's cool though yeah so it's super cool the um i on the ktms that like stock on the triple clamp you've got your hour meter yeah and when i had twin walls on my bike i could look over and see my hour meter yeah and i was pretty much making every time i was riding i had to do 30 minutes yeah right. like not yeah. i just had to put 30 minutes on my hour meter oh okay so yeah, not yeah. like i was doing motos but i just wouldn't come back to the pits unless i'd done 30 yeah, yeah. um just to try and you know some i'd do like five or six laps and then i'd pull off and i'd do practice one ride a bunch of times but i yeah. was just staying out there and man my riding definitely got so much better and then i put um fat bars on and like put the big crossbar yeah, pad yeah. and my fucking i couldn't see my hour meter <laughs> and i just was like had no idea it honestly helped me just yeah. having a visual and then every time i rode i tried to put two hours on my hour meter yeah and, right, uh, yeah, yeah and now i lost that back to riding shit so i don't know <laughs> yeah. this might be the go yeah it might but be i'm an i like i'm a nerd so when i go riding i like that sort of shit i like yeah. shit that's like quantifiable and i think that's why i like the content stuff because you can see views you can yeah. see uh like click-through rates you can see there's yeah. these little it's not variables. just off feel like yeah. you've actually got numbers to back it up yeah. yeah and i just get into it at that point yeah and uh like my mate uh good mate of mine johnny he like travels around mechanics for me and stuff he um he's just like a b-grade level sort of guy like doesn't really race much or anything and he bought one off me and he just i was a bit like oh, i don't know how you go because you're not chasing times and stuff yeah. like that and he said it's unreal That's he said awful. i feel like i'm um like i've all i've never had someone pit board for me in my whole life so he's like it's so cool to actually see times yeah. he said instead of getting three laps in getting tired and just pulling off like i've like oh shit i might go 10 minute moto or whatever and try yeah. and do a bit more and i was like that's cool that he like could get out of it too and i was like that's a um whole nother thing that you don't think about as well as a lot of these guys that ride like probably have never seen a pit board ever because nah. they've had no need to yeah so it's like that's it's pretty cool for that i think yeah and i think too like 
we probably all collectively need to get over it in terms of oh i'm not fast i don't need this yeah who gives a fuck yeah do do the like do your best yeah yeah honestly man like you should aim to do be like the best version that you want to be yeah maybe you don't want to do lap times maybe you don't want to like so if you don't have a want for any of this then just like don't listen to this bit yeah yeah. but if you're a fucking squid that wants to get better and that wants to see lap times even though your lap times are very slow yeah who gives a fuck yeah there should be no reason like why you can't as a b grade or c grade rider have something cool that actually helps you like even if it doesn't help you get faster if it just keeps you on the track longer where you're like oh i'm gonna go out and do 10 minutes because yeah that's the thing with like motocross for me is shit when i don't have something to do on the bike and i kind of felt like that at mx farm on the weekend i just didn't wasn't really i wasn't filming i wasn't really i just went out for a ride there was no didn't know how long i was out there you know like there's nothing that kind of could like get me yeah suck yep. me into it if i just i wasn't feeling it straight away and then that's how it stayed all day and yep. it's like you get something like this it's like you get something to do and i'm always thinking about technique so whenever i'm on the bike i'm never really thinking about just going fast yeah i'm always just thinking about technique and i think that you know people need to get over that attitude of like oh i'm slow i won't change my clickers i won't fuck with my suspension i won't i won't try this i won't try that it's like no do it dude like just because you're slow such an old school mentality of like um trying's not cool sort of thing like try you're you're um a try hard sort of deal yeah it's like trying is cool (laughs) yeah i think it's awesome to just try to get better at something yeah like no matter what it is i think it's like so dirt bikes for me like that is what's fun Mm. i don't like whips and stuff for me it's like uh it's cool but that's not really my deal yeah i'm like i just like to try and get better yeah so it doesn't matter how i'm doing that it's like um so i think that's the cool thing about like you said technique stuff it's like usually you think that's boring going and hitting this rut again and again or it may yeah like you said it makes you lame that you actually care yeah but it's super cool when you get it right and you're like, oh, I nailed that right. That was sick. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it is. It's just fun to try to get better. Yeah. And so um, what's the, so you import these into Oz or what's yeah. the deal? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you know who Tyler Medaglia is. Heard that like, name. Yeah. He like races for Canada and like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, he actually is like part founder in it. Yeah. And I actually just saw it on that Kiefer guy's um, Instagram. Oh, testing, it popped yeah. up. Yeah. So I messaged them and then got one here and I helped them test like their version one in Australia or whatever. And then they saw the, actually that was something to come from YouTube. Oh yeah. They saw the YouTube and stuff and like, oh yeah, like if you want to be like a bigger part of it. That's cool. Come into it. And I, um, I bought in and bought a whole bunch of them and, Sick. um, so yeah, I'm like the importer distributor for them sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm actually doing that out of the van too. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch at my old man's place, but then we've always got a certain amount in the van sort of deals that we can send out. So yeah. And what's the, cool what's the retail on them? Four ninety nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like it's, um, when I would looked at that, I was like, Oh, is that expensive? But when you look at dirt bikes, I was like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> we spend so much money on dirt bikes and, um, like a pipes, 1500 bucks or whatever. So yeah, I think that can actually help you improve and enjoy, like make the enjoyment more. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm keen as to try one. I yeah. think it'd be great. And so where do people get them? Just mypitboard.com.au? Yeah. 
yes. yeah, just just go um, my pitboard Instagram or um, au dot my pitboard. I think it is actually, but if you just type in my pitboard, it'll come up. Yeah, yeah, sweet. It's, it's keep it simple. And then uh, what else have we got to shout out before we um, get rolling to one thaggy? Yeah, I want to say massive thanks to like Unit. Those guys have been really cool to me. I think just the opportunity to work with those sort of guys. I got to meet Corey Creed and a bunch of cool guys like through them. Yeah, um, that's been really cool. Um, motorcycles are us. They they're the bike shop I go through because when all the stuff happened with COVID, obviously it got hard to get bikes and whatever. But those guys helped me out and just gave me a good deal. Yeah, whereabouts um, are they based? Brizzy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Underwood. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're trying to get people to go there as much as they can, like support local a little bit. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they help me out heaps. Um, I got a local um fornication. He's like a Brisbane guy. He uh, he's a fabricator. Yeah. He actually builds like a custom brake lever um, oh, for me dude, and stuff like that. That's what brake I actually pedal. wanted to talk to you about as yeah. well. Have you got any of those? Or can I get one of them off him? I'll buy yeah. one off him. Yeah, I'd love to try out. that. It's super. It's big difference. Because that's the problem with riding on your toes. It's the transition so to big. To try and get back to you. It feels like such, It feels like you literally have to lift and put your foot forward. Like you can't yeah. really slide it forward. Yeah, exactly. And like you hit a bump or whatever, then you end up standing on your rear brake because you've got yeah. it floating up in the air and whatever. Yeah. So I actually just moved it back to the furthest back hole the yeah. other day so so good that's awesome yeah. yeah i saw that on you did you post that on your instagram like yesterday or a couple of days yeah, ago? yeah it was on my youtube as well uh, on my latest youtube yeah it was on that. your race bike yeah build. that's yeah. what it was yeah um so yeah i got that on there and fernication his name is yeah so he um is he it, gonna make one of those to like sell or um he wasn't sure what he's gonna do with it um he listened to me on another podcast and like just wanted to help out like my story and stuff so yeah sick um then he's like oh i might be able to sell a few or whatever um so i think he's keen to yeah yeah um and he does a good job of it so yeah, i'll buy one off him yeah sure. yeah yeah I'll, I'll link you up with his number and stuff and we can do that yeah um yeah there's honestly there's so, so many cool people that help me out um like a, i don't want to do the full sponsor list thing but maxis motor x like those guys i think maxis do they help you out a little bit yeah, yeah, their yeah, stuff? yeah. yeah. um those tires are awesome so um backyard designs does all my sticker kits and stuff like that um then i've just got a few like local bloody like love sponsors almost in um at home like yeah. just uh people that don't really need any credit sort of thing they just want to help me go racing yeah. um so yeah i just want to say thank you sort of everyone who supports me the youtube everything like that and yeah just joel evans is the youtube so go, yeah. go check that out and that'll just help out heaps yeah sweet dude mm. well man i'm really glad we got to do this before the first round I um I'm excited to to watch your content um and yeah hopefully everybody that's enjoyed listening will go and give you a sub over on the old uh on the old YouTube channel and yeah. um yeah just just excited to watch the storyline and and yeah. have a you know someone that it's real easy like you're you're making it easy for people to follow the the race season you know and and hopefully I I would say too like if if you can give insight into what happened at the top regardless of where you finish like who did this who's winning the championship now like where they are in points where you are in points like shit like that and for both classes yeah i think that's probably something that like you can be like a bit of a one-stop shop you yeah, know yeah, you're not everyone. gonna have to what go and watch another video to get results like if you film the podium or break down who's on it and this is the points race and, and stuff like that um and they, even for me i'll be like oh fuck i can just go watch joel's videos you know 
yeah yeah definitely that's a cool idea we'll do that for sure show everyone what's going on at the races i um and i'm just a fan of it too so i'll probably be keen to break down the race a bit for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. i think it'll be good yeah definitely watch those mx2 boys just clean each other out all day no it's gonna be <laughs> sick i'm excited now eh? yeah um well yeah man thanks Sweet. heaps I'm, I'm really stoked i appreciate you coming on and um yeah best of luck this season i think it's gonna be a good one for you yeah appreciate it mate thanks no, heaps no dramas